Hi all, before you even press play, you knew what it was. It's your presenter Dave, back on the intros for Danden Brave Presents. I know I haven't been on these intros every week, but hey, at this point, the show doesn't even come out every week for some reason, and we're going to fix that. Uh, but listen, please don't get on my case. The ep is past due, I am aware, but it's here, so you cannot... You can't mark me as incomplete on my final grade, basically, alright? I haven't been in school for four years, but it's finals week. It's finals week. It's it's in the air. The student population has pushed their high levels of stress onto the general population, which I'm a part of. Um, and I wish I could say I didn't fall victim to that stress pushing, but whatever. I'm a victim. I'm, I'm a snowflake baby. Whatever. Okay? Let's get to some real issues here. I got some news. I come with news, and it's about uh, the, this particular episode and about the show at large. So the news pertaining to this particular episode are Board Bill's 80s wrap-up special. There are some sound issues, like the Faith episode. The audio files in our listenership might be might notice it some people might not at all but uh it, they are there and i want you to know that we know it's a little off but hey if you're going to listen to it you're going to listen to it you're going to love it you know we keep it uh we keep the spirit of board bills alive by keeping it very boring this episode a lot of uh just dry facts but also a lot of enthusiasm but mainly boredom too so, and the other the news item about this particular episode is it's the last episode of season one of Dan and Brave Presents. That's right. We are ending the season. We're coming to a close, and we're gonna take a couple weeks off. I think we'll be back the week the last week of May. So not that long of a break, but we just need some time to you know get our shit together so we can just you know, deliver just the best Dan and Bray presents we can do. So anyway, season two is coming with it. You know, uh, there's going to be more games. There's going to be more guests. There's going to be some new formats, some new theme songs, a whole lot of fun. And uh, season one was kind of us figuring out this new game that we got ourselves into, this whole podcast game. And listen, we're amateurs you know, yeah, we were green, we're not, I'm gonna say right now, we were naive, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, but we're in it now, we're in it to, I won't say even win it, we're just in it to participate, and we're gonna come back very strong, very strong, we're gonna release our shows in season two on a very timely, regular schedule, hopefully, and maybe there will even be a return of forgotten podcaster Danden Brave, who ironically has seemed to be forgotten on this podcast that we made to honor him. But we'll see. Maybe we'll keep that tradition alive of forgetting about him or not. But there'll be a lot of great things to come. Sit back, relax. Don't worry about it too much. It's been a stressful time with the finals and all that anyway so good night i'll see you in a few weeks enjoy your time off but then we're gonna get right back to work last week of may 
let's get into it. Good night. 80s, good night. Presenting Dan and Brave Presents, presented by Brandon and Dave. And Danny. Uh-oh. 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 Did, are you ready to get your physical? This was a critical hit. <laughs> Hi guys, what's up everybody? It's DBP Presents The Board Bills 80s wrap-up extravaganza 80s weekend with your 80s babies one last time Yeah, we're going to be graduating from diapers Into Diners (laughs) Diapers to diners I was going to say to like better diapers or like, what's the what's like the, the oh, potty training? Pampers? Are they called pampers? The in-betweener uh, diapers. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think they're called pampers. Like, well, when do you stop shitting your pants? Um, never. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky, never. <laughs> if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Uh, yeah, I think they're called pampers, but I, I can't remember for sure. I think pampers is a general brand. Oh, you're right. I'm a general brand. <laughs> if you were ever join the military and rise up the ranks. General Brand reporting in. Mm, General Raisin Brand. Mm. Um, yeah, so we're going to be doing a big 80s recap of all of the things that we've talked about. As Davey said with the board bills, I am... And we're not just wrapping up our diapers, <laughs> just to bring it back to that. We're wrapping up the whole decade. For now, and probably for a little while, I am Stormy Daniel. <laughs> oh, that's right. And I'm, yeah, I'm General Bren. Okay. I am no bits, but I am Davey, or Dave, or Alberto, or Cologne. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Follow me on Instagram, <laughs> at Little Saint Dave. <laughs> I'm going to have to change that soon because of it's springtime. Right. So, so maybe not. Follow, yeah. Don't follow him. Don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get locked into one. I hope Instagram like changes their policy and you can't policy and you can't change your name. I'll just start five different Instagrams. Yeah, you have to have different <laughs> seasonal accounts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> seasonal and regional. So anyway, I'm Dave. He's Brandon. He's Daniel. Uh, Stormy. Stormy Daniel. Um, and we're the '80s babies, and uh, we're looking in, into the '90s. We're ready for the '90s, but before we do that, one last. Big look. Hurrah. One last, One last hurrah. hurrah. Shebang. Yeah. Yes. And what we're going to do is like a bunch of different uh, segments here. Dan, what are, what are we going to be doing here? Um, a lot. Probably too much. <laughs> never too much. Never too much. Never too much. Um, Didn't hit number one. So don't say <gasps> so Spoilies. We are summarizing, recapping right. all the individual years of the 80s that we covered. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about... Um, what were overall the the biggest number one singles um, in a short... Actually, I'll say that as we go into it. Um, we're going to discuss 
we're going to divide songs into different categories a little bit later. Right. In a, in a lightning round, which will be uh, very exciting. Sort of uh, or <laughs> divided into uh, into different genres. Um, we're going to. Dave has some facts prepared for us. Some, yeah. Some, I have some too. Yeah, <laughs> me too. All right, just to you know, a big part of this episode is also just gonna we're gonna touch on songs that didn't get to number one, but were very big hits as well. Right. Artists, um, and then at the end of the show, we're um, we're gonna rank the consensus. <laughs> It gets kind of confusing here. We're going to rank the consensus number one songs of each year. Not the biggest hit of each year, just uh-huh. as a show, as a board bills. Every year we covered, we decide, we had a consensus pick. Number the, one the best song. Number one song from each year. We're going to rank those we songs. all those, so it's ten altogether. We're going to rank them. Yeah. Thus, we're gonna rank them individually. we're going to figure out what's the best song of the 80s. Right, with yes. our infamous point system. Right. Then we're going to discuss what we think was <laughs> the worst song. Of the 80s, <laughs> of the number ones, just uh-huh. to clarify. The and I also song, want to clarify yeah. something too. Since we're picking the best song of the 80s, yeah, we're basically picking the best song of all time because the 80s <laughs> has the best music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd agree. Although we don't know yet, we haven't yeah, covered, we any, we haven't covered yet. any other decades yet. <laughs> yeah, we this isn't goodbye to the 80s forever. We're right. gonna come back. We'll um, we're never leaving the 80s. Our loyal listeners. Uh, know that we didn't do 80, 81, and 82 in the same way that we eventually did the rest of the years because we hadn't fully developed the concept. So at some point, we probably will go back and revisit those years more in depth. Um, And then we're going to, you know, spend other time doing other 80s shit. Yeah. We're also in this show going to individually pick what we think was the best year and the worst year. Again, solely based on the number one songs that we explored. Uh Uh-huh. But I think we should get into it. I think yeah, let's do it. We got, we got a lot to cover. We got a long show ahead of us. Yeah, you should probably stop listening now. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not that into '80s music, I'm sorry, it's the wrong show. <laughs> you gotta, we have multiple other formats you can explore. Yeah, <laughs> this one's not for you, but there's other ones that might be for you, and yeah. keep exploring. And thank you for, for listening. You, for yeah. you, a great John Denver song. <laughs> great. All right, so what are we doing first, Danny? So. We could run through these songs with this playlist I have prepared, or we could just do a discussion of artists that were big in the 80s that d- do not have any number one hits, but have a number of singles that were popular. It's up to you guys. Uh, yeah, why don't we do that? We go over some artists that uh, didn't make it to number one, and then get right into the... And then we'll get into the list. Yeah, the list, yeah. So, all right, I'll discuss how I prepared that list once we get there, but just yeah. some general artist discussion. I mean, I have a... <laughs> A giant, unnecessary list in front of me. Jesus. Of, so, found this awesome website this week that listed 200 different artists, basically, that were popular in the 80s. And their popularity based on how many weeks they spent on the charts in the 80s altogether. Right. And it ranked mm-hmm. them in order. Um, number one on that list was actually Prince. Prince had, just based on number of weeks spent on the charts in the entire decade, I think he had... 27 singles in the 80s altogether, which honestly was a surprise. I didn't, didn't think it would be that many. Um, we covered his number one songs on this show. What uh-huh. We talked about uh, When Doves Cry and Kiss and uh, Red Corvette, uh, everyone also? No, Bad uh, Dance. Bad Dance. No. What? Oh. Yeah, Let's Go Crazy. Let's Go Crazy and Bad Dance. Those are the those four, are the four right? yeah. Um, not Little Red Corvette. Those not. Right. No. Um, so he was the biggest one just in terms of number of weeks spent for the entire decade. 
Brandon's trying to do something. <laughs> just keep going. Just keep talking. No, I, I want to explain what's going on. Yeah, Dave, explain what's going on right so, now. So I guess Danny's like popping his peas a lot right now. Is that true? I was just testing, yeah. <laughs> so Brandon went up and got a, uh, what's it called, a pop filter? Yeah. This podcast is like a pop filter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Um, so while we're talking, while recording, he's, he's trying try- to do it like and not his original, gain, yeah, yeah tr- trying to get no attention doing his it. His original plan, it looks like, was to just hold it up in front of me the whole <laughs> show, I guess for two hours or however long the show's gonna take. Three, uh, I'd say, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Three, maybe a two-parter, three-parter. Yeah. Um. Uh. So wait, it looks like we have success. Uh, maybe the listeners say hear Prince a Purple Rain. Prince Purple Rain. Ah, we're much better. better. I I have a lip problem. <laughs> I have thick lips. All right. Lip sync. Funky town. Okay. So I made another playlist of songs for us to go through, similar to the other Board Bill episodes. Uh-huh. It's only 10 songs. Um, Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles. Um, it ranks all basically all the songs of each year on how well they did on the charts. What I did was I picked the biggest song from each year on this chart. Mm-hmm. That didn't get to number one, and we'll talk about where they ranked in the year, how big of a song they were, and what position they peaked at as well. I have all that information prepared. Um, so it's ten songs all together, one song from each year. Let's uh, let's go through it. Let's fucking do it. Good thing you put that pop filter on because he used a lot of p words right there. <laughs> okay, so for nineteen eighty, we got Bette Midler, The Rose, written by Amanda McBroom. Produced by Paul A. Rothschild. From uh, the album The Rose. This um, peaked at number three on the charts. Um, Overall, for the year, the number 10 biggest song of the year for 1980. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Back then, if you you were in 1980 and you were in a top 10, I don't know what I'm trying to say. All those songs hit number one, but this one didn't. Right. So, number one songs sold throughout right. the whole year. Yep. Does that uh, make sense? <laughs> I, no, I don't know. <laughs> so, the number one, the biggest song this year was Call Me, Blondie. And the number 100 song was uh, Refugee by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, I was unfamiliar with, with the song. It's pretty. It's delicate like a rose. Mm-hmm. But as we know, every rose has its thorn. So, there is pain there. There's pain in this song. There's pain in this performance. Solo, piano, accompaniment. You're not going to hear any other kind of instrument. But you will hear a harmony vocal by... I don't know who, but it could be <laughs> Bette Midler just doing it herself. I don't know. It also builds like it gets a little bigger. Oh, as, no, as but it's a dynamic goes. build. Yeah. It's not an instrumentation right, build. Right. Uh-huh. You're not going to hear any strings. It's raw. It's like a rose. Raw. It's like a rose. Um, simple. Like a rose, something you would give to someone on Valentine's Day. Right. Um, like a rose. Like a rose. Uh, now, do you know this is from a movie that is based on the the life of Janis Joplin? Oh. Bette Midler's the main. She plays a Janis Joplin-like figure in the movie. Okay. I guess it was popular in '79, and uh, yeah, as we see, it was popular in '80 as well. Mm-hmm. Aren't there strings on it too? Is, are there? I think there are. Maybe I just like, made that note before the strings the came in. Came in. <laughs> uh, the, the harmony vocals were by the, the songwriter Amanda McBroom. Oh, nice. Cool name, too. An Irish broom. 
I like these harmonies. Yeah. yeah. It's powerful. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. I would say the harmony kind of takes over uh, the main vocal, and it's almost like make Brooms like, I wish I sang this song. Like, this this is my song, Bet. Yeah. And people are going to hear it, <laughs> but they'll never know who I am, because it's Bette Midler's a, uh, she's a winner. Yeah. We know her till this day. Yeah. She was, the Wind Beneath My Wings was her number one song that we yeah. covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And also... Uh, she's good at those ballads, man. Those big ones. Big I, numbers. I found out yesterday that uh, she used to sing at this uh, gay bathhouse in New York. Uh-huh. It's like where she got her start. And her piano accompanist was Barry Manilow. Ah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brandon, any thoughts on this song? Uh, no, I like it. Interesting fact, though. Uh, I used to think Bette Midler and Glenn Close were the same person as a kid. Oh. Um, hmm. Insensitive. We can't, firm, we can't confirm that's a fact. All right. That was actually perfect timing. The song's ending. Okay. Okay, this is great. So now we're in 1981. We have Joey Scarberry. Joey. Fucking Joey. <laughs> Joey Scarberry with Believe It or Not, theme from Greatest American Hero. America's Greatest Hero. Right? The album no. is called America. His album called America's Greatest Hero. The, oh. It's called The Greatest American Hero is the name of the show. Is the name of the show. But the album's he America's? Had an album, no, his personal album was called America's Greatest Hero. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd he flip it? <laughs> I don't know. What a crazy guy. This always makes me think of Seinfeld. This For sure. Uh, yeah. George's voicemail. Yeah. Believe right. it or not, not, George <laughs> is in at home. Um. Um, written by Mike Post, who actually did a lot of uh, TV theme music. He's known for like uh, Law and Order the most, I think. Okay. Bom bom I love his song. And Stephen Geyer also wrote it. This is Joey Scarberry's first and only album. Yep. He never did anything after this, and I think he left on top though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a fun one. I, I, I like the song. Well, he also no, he wrote um, he wrote a couple songs with the Oak Ridge Boys. The Oak Ridge Boys. Oh, they're good boys. I know them. Uh, he vocally sounds like Christopher Cross a bit. Yeah. Definitely a Christopher Cross type thing. Yeah. This song-wise as well. But with a touch more charisma. Like, he's taking his one shot at fame and, and rolling with it. A lot of enthusiasm in his vocal performance, I thought. Definitely. Um, this peaked at number two, so almost got to number one. Overall, the number 11 biggest song of 1981. Number one for this year. Do you guys know it? I think you do. Physical. No. What? Of nineteen eighty. Oh, Betty. Betty. Bette Midler's eyes. <laughs> Betty Davis' eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it's by Kim Carnes. Um, and then number one hundred. Mm-hmm. If you guess the artist, if either of you guess the artist correct for number, actually no, I'm not gonna do that because I said this the other day. Never mind. I was gonna give you guys money. <laughs> I was gonna bet you guys money. It's like a fun wager, but I think I said it, so I don't want to risk it. I don't know who it is. Number, it- number one hundred of this year is. Time is Time by Andy Gibb. Oh, um, you did say that before. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, cool song. Yeah. Puts me in a great, mo- great mood. Yeah. Yeah, just a happy yeah. song. I think that there's a Family Guy episode called, like, Believe It or Not. Believe Joe's, It or Not, there is. Joe's Walking on Air or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready to move on? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. what, do you, what do you think Ripley is, thinks of that song? <laughs> Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. <laughs> um, Her character. Right. So we're in 1982. The biggest non-number one hit 
is John Cougar, Jenny Cougar. Um, now John Mellencamp, he was John Cougar. He was at the time. Cougar then. Hurt so good from the album American Fool. It's kind of crazy because he's more of a cougar now. Because <laughs> you know he's an older hot piece of meat. Does cougar apply? That doesn't apply for men. You say when you say. What do you say? Jaguar? Silver, silver fox? Isn't silver that, fox? Isn't that like a term? Maybe. Like gray hair? Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. But I think he's kind of more of a cougar than a silver fox. <laughs> you have to, as, yeah. his, as his name says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and now, like, <laughs> hurts so good. It's like when he has a boner now. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, written by John Mellencamp and George Green. Produced by John Mellencamp and Don Gaiman. Uh, oh, Mel- yes. Don Gaiman, R.E.M. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, they keep talking on that podcast. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the king of the hand claps. He loves using those like hand claps yeah. in songs. Right here. I feel like he wrote music that sounds like it would have been better suited in, in the 70s. Yeah. Um, and it, but his and his songs always featured like 80s an 80s production style. He was he was biggest in the 80s. Oh, though. for sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he even He's, he yeah. might have done some stuff in the 70s, but he was definitely an 80s artist. I definitely always thought he was a 70s artist. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's basic ass. Uh, yeah. but yeah. it's great. I I, I, I like yeah. the sound of it's it. It's very ass rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, a little fun fact, he uh-huh. grew up and he's from Bloomington, Indiana, where I went to college. Right. So did you see him all the time? He's no. one of your professors, actually, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took a butt rock uh, my junior year, intro to butt rock. Um, intro to butt rock? Then, yeah, intro to butt rock, and then I took... Anima. An, an, an advanced, took- advanced ass guitar. And, <laughs> and, then he, and then you took that, that elective uh, scarecrow building with him, right? <laughs> yeah. Scarecrow um, assembly. You know when you reuse a tea bag and it loses a little bit of its strength? Well, this is like Bruce Springsteen, a reused teabag version of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. It's a little bit more watered down. It still has a little bit of power in it, but it ain't Bruce. Right. It's that Heartland, like working man, like we're gonna yeah. do this together. If you're rich, don't buy this record. Right. Um. Yeah, but I, you know, I actually think this is a pretty good song really yeah i kind of like it i shouldn't really like was, it that much yeah, but i like it i was gonna say like generally speaking i just could care less about him and like <laughs> these songs i'm not that into this this is just so throwaway for it's me, feel good I, I i don't mind it it's yeah. it's fine i i don't dislike it at all but um it's hayride music i you know <laughs> yeah county fair like i wouldn't yeah. really in, you would enjoy it more if you were doing like a, a county fair type of activity for sure egg toss uh, potato sack <laughs> yeah. race famously, pie eating contest famously a few years ago um, there's a video clip I watched this must have been 2012 2013 maybe it was an Indiana State Fair uh-huh. and like there was a stage somebody was performing at and the winds there was like a big windstorm like the, this, the top of the stage for this performance were scarecrows going crushed audience members it was, what? It was crazy yeah, it Mel Camp like, Show? It wasn't. It was no. It was. So some, why did you bring it, it up? It was like some country band because it was in Indiana. <laughs> okay, okay. And you said county fair. Okay. I don't know why. I thought of that. All right. So now, now we're into um, more of a mm. more of that eighty sound. We're we're in it now uh, with the non number ones. This is nineteen eighty three. Mm-hmm. This is Culture Club. Do you really want to hurt me? It has this kind of slow intro. You'll know the song once it comes in though. Mm-hmm. From um from the album Kissing to Be Clever. The answer, by the way, is is no. I don't want to hurt you. Dan, 
I know we we like get at it sometimes, but I never <laughs> want to hurt you, man. By the way, uh, I don't think I touched on it. Eighty-two. Um, the biggest song that year was Physical by Olivia Newton-John. Of course. And number 100 was Edge of 17 by Stevie Nicks. Oh. Yeah. Um, that was, and then his song was number eight overall. Biggest, Who's, biggest whose was? Song Hurt So Good. Hurt So Good, nice. Number eight overall, and it peaked at number two in the charts. But now we're back to uh, Culture Club, Boy George. Uh, featuring Boy George. Uh, written by <laughs> Culture Club. Produced by Steve Levine. Uh-huh. And from the album Kissing to be Clever. Did you say that right? Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, <coughs> this song's got that rock steady groove. It's quite killer. So I think it's a, little, a bit subtle, I think. Because we were ta- me and Brandon were listening to this in the car, car yesterday. We were saying that, like, it's kind of quiet. Like, the groove is a little quiet. The bass yeah. is really low in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you turn it up, you can feel it. And it's, yeah. I think, makes the song better if you listen to it loud. Uh, yeah. I, I was going <coughs> to say, I so I really like this song a lot. I always have, but... There's something inaccessible to me in this, um, and this is not an in-excess song, so please Sorry. don't get confused. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but uh, there's something inaccessible to me initially about the production of this, which is weird because I love, I love so much other music that sounds like this, but I think I said it sounds a little bit like it's in an aquarium. It's just not... Yeah, like I, I can see an aquarium. We were bumping it in the car yesterday, and I enjoyed it a lot more, especially at the end when the drums... Go yeah. into that that full groove towards the end of the song. Yes, um, it's like he's teasing you. Oh, yeah. it's a it's a yeah. complete tease. It's a tease. Yeah, uh, I do like the song a lot, though. I do too. I love the song. I, I think it's like a just a touch below being played out. You don't hear it too too much, right? Right. But yeah. it's well known. Makes me think of the wedding singer. I was just gonna say, yeah. right? <laughs> that I feel like it had its second wind because of that movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's uh, not Adam Sandler? Who's who, who does this song in the movie? It's uh, Ar- Arquette, right? Arquette, Patricia Arquette. No. Oh wait, Arquette. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, the other Arquette sister who died. Who's trans? Yeah, I think that's uh, the wedding singer, right? Am I wrong? Forget the off? name though. Yeah, right. Yes. I think yes. you're right, actually. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um. Yeah, you know what, Boy George? I feel like he should have been bigger. Is something going off? No? It could be an ice cream truck outside. <laughs> Let me pause this. You hear that? What is sounds that? Sounds of the city. <laughs> and the windows are shut. It was a loud truck. I think it was an ice cream truck. Already? It's only spring. It warmed up a little bit. Nice. Right. Anyway. Um, Let's get it back. <laughs> wait, pause it. Why don't we get ice cream? Wait. What would you guys so get if it came? I would get... I always got like a sandwich. Oh, Actually, when I was a kid, I used to get WWF... Uh, cookie sandwiches, oh, ice the, cream sandwiches. Oh, nice. The cookie ice cream sandwiches were oh, so good. You cannot yeah. go wrong there. Yes. What about a snow cone? Um, Is it called snow cone? The red, white, and blue, like... Yeah, uh, maybe. I think so. Icy type of thing. Those are, those are okay. What were you getting, Brandon? Well, probably the chip witch, but also chocolate taco. Taco taco, number one. Yeah. Like chocolate uh, tacos. Yes. Chocolate taco. I never did it. Oh, oh they're so Is good. it spicy? <laughs> Yeah, if you put that hot sauce on there. <laughs> a lot of cinnamon. Um, I also really like the... Like You're going to melt it. you got to put cold stick. sauce on. You know the drumstick yeah. one? Like the yep. standard ah, yes. kind yeah. of cone. Chicken. The, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then, yeah. A, yeah. Also, I remember like there was an Ernie like from Sesame Street. Like, ice oh, yes. One with like a gumball as Gumball eyes? Oh, maybe Oh, was, yeah. I used to love those oh ones, God, too. The gumball added. eyes, like a big... like. There's a lot of characters that yeah. did that. Oh, my God. That, who knows what that was that we were eating? Like That definitely wasn't <laughs> anything that... 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> Could have been Mercury or something. All right, let's go back Could into the song. I was going to say that I think Boy George should be a little bit bigger or something. They really only had one album that was yeah. important, it and, seems. Um, I'll Tumble For You, and then they had a number one song, right? Yeah, it was uh, uh, Karma Chameleon. Karma Chameleon. Um, this part's cool. This yeah. Group, this group it's like Bob yeah. Marley. Uh, what song is that? Oh, uh, yes. Um, it, it is. Li- yeah, I can't think of it. But who, yeah. Somehow Loved. Could You Be Loved? Could You Be Loved, uh, yes. Um, like so a, this picture of him is insane. This this <laughs> peaked at number two, so almost there. Number two song on the charts. Um, again, peaked. So we're in a similar trend with where they fall in terms of overall songs. This is also number eleven for the year, um, for 1983. Number one for this year. No surprise. Every breath you take, by the police. Right. Was the biggest song for 83. Number 100 was Fall in Love with Me, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Ah, don't know that one. I don't think I do either. Brandon, fall in love with me? You're going to fire? Not off the top of my head, no. All right. Perfect, hey. Perfect timing, guys. Really good at this. We're killing it. I'm not sure we're allowed to play the entire song. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, oh, here we go. We got a Dave one now. This is a banger. This, this is a Dave one for sure. Um, we are in 1984. This is Bruce Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark from the album Born in the USA. Great stuff. Um, Got it, Dave. Do written, your thing. written by Bruce, but that's no uh, surprise there. Uh, produced by John Landau, mm-hmm. Chuck Plotkin, and Bruce. Perfect pop song. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this song sums up the lonesome Bruce uh, vibe. And uh, great vocal. Love the synth. Love the uh, upbeat synth thing. He doesn't really do it ever again. Right. I think I'm pretty sure this is the last song he wrote and recorded for Born in the USA. Okay. Because they felt like there was something missing, and that's why I think it's a little more synthy than a lot of stuff on the album. Uh, but he never returns to it. I think because he didn't like being really huge. Um, What's weird? So I mean, I've had a weird, yes, a, a weird Bruce arc my whole life. I <laughs> definitely like him a lot more now than I ever have um, but this has always been my favorite of his I, I love this song yeah um, I was saying to Dave song. yesterday the mm-hmm. thing the thing that I think that makes it stand out is it's still that we talked about like that everyman point of view right. that he ha- always has but it is also a little more just abstract like a standard pop song it's just a you yeah know, it's, it's a little more broody I think yeah but even just the song itself it's very traditional oh yes like, yes yes just, it's, it's a little bit outside of his like style. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would love to hear an album of this. Like if, if me Born, too, if, ah, I would love if, it. Like Born in the USA was all this. I would I agree with that. I would yeah. just love to have that in in culture. But yeah, and then the music video, iconic music video. Yeah, right. Directed by uh, De Palma. Is uh, it? Yeah. Oh, and nice. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Yeah. In, uh, in the video with the uh, short haircut. Brings her, and they do that, that famous dance like the, with the arms. <laughs> yeah, it's like like the semi Carlton. Right, like. right. Yeah. And you know, like Schwimmer, because Schwimmer is is is, uh, is her brother, was right next to him, her, in the crowd. And uh, no, she he picked uh, Courtney Cox. Wait, what's her what's her name on the show? Michelle. No. Monica. Monica. Sorry. Ross and Monica. Yeah. yeah. It's tough to beat Bruce's look. Uh, in this era and in this video, yeah, Just I think is he, no, he looks cooler a little bit earlier. I think. You think so? Yeah. Well, this is what short, but he looks great. Ro- rolled up sleeves, right? Is yeah, uh, right? a lot of like uh, tank tops too. Yeah. He actually like if you look at him, him uh, during this era, like jacked. 
But his earlier, yeah. he's like skinny. Like he okay. like, he went to the gym like a lot during this era, and like okay. that was like a big part like, of his look. I, I like the Jack look. Me too. Yeah, he, yeah. like <laughs> we, he looks more filled out. Yeah. We saw him in thicker person. He came to a show we played. Yeah, he's got a thick look. And he is, he's he's burly. Like really bit like thick. <laughs> like, he's a yeah. thick. He's a thick man. Uh, but yeah, again, I love Bruce. He was wearing all denim. Don't love course. everything he's done. I think he's a lot, a lot of like garbage, uh, especially like later on. Yeah. Uh, but the songs that I think are amazing are some of my favorite songs ever. So he really is one of my favorite artists. But I'm, I don't love like most of his catalog actually. Yeah, and people in New Jersey specifically where we grew up just go nuts for him. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? I, I, I was annoyed by it for a long time. More so lately, I'm, I'm starting to kind of get it. Like he's he's really great. I think he, the he's, reverence he's is fair. Good, I, I like, think yeah. a lot of artists, like Bon Jovi, not really fair that he's yeah. I don't know. I'll never number two. That. Yeah. <laughs> but Bruce seems like he does a lot for the community and is a, you know, I don't know. He's good. He's a good songwriter. He's good. That performer. song peaked at number two, uh, number fourteen <clears throat> overall. So every song above, so thirteen songs hit number one. were bigger than that one. So this was the number fourteen overall for that year. Uh-huh. Um, number one for that year was "When Doves Cry" by Prince. Number one hundred was "Yama Be There." <laughs> uh, James Ingram, Michael McDonald. Now we're in '85. Shaka Khan. I feel for you. Um, from the album, I feel for you. Written by Prince and produced by Arif Martin. It was Prince recorded it earlier yeah, in his it was, career. It was a Prince song. Yeah. I think it's on his first album, actually. Yeah, or second album. I okay. remember. Yeah. Um, undeniable groove. I don't, that daydreamy harmonica. Played literally, by, played literally by yeah, Stevie played by Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Yeah. We joke that a lot of harmonicas are played by Stevie Wonder. This is literally Stevie Wonder. <laughs> yeah. Um, in rap vocals, the intro is by Melly Mel from Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Never knew that until like this oh. week. It also was a mistake <clears throat> by Martin. Um, like they wanted it in there, but the way that it loops and stuff. He, oh, it was like it was a mess a mistake up. And they kept it in because oh. they loved how it sounded. Yeah, that's one of the craziest like stutter like yeah. tape like uh the like editing type things. Yeah, very awesome. Really cool. What an amazing groove. And it's kind of like dreamy too. Yeah. Like her vocals are kind of like in the background. And uh, like that, those keyboards, very dreamy. Just an undeniable groove. This song just grooves. It's uh, so Dave fun. already said I that. I said the same as Act Literally first. undeniable groove. I said maybe, undeniable. Maybe that's what, what, what It's an unnegotiable it groove. <laughs> um, it also has samples from the Stevie Wonder song Fingertips, vocal samples. Oh, really? Yeah. So cool. Yeah, this is definitely a, a, a very modern song at the time. Yeah. The pr- production-wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, I didn't get into this song, or really her as an artist, until right before we went to Bonnaroo, and she was at Bonnaroo. Really? That's when I started to like explore her stuff, and I discovered, we kind of like rediscovered this song. Which you didn't song. see, right? Didn't you not see her at Bonnaroo? I did by myself. The, uh, the Super Jam? Yeah. I saw a little bit of it. Okay. I saw a little bit of it. But yeah, I actually bought a Chaka Khan shirt for Bonnaroo, but didn't see her. <laughs> I forget what it was on at the same time as um, I don't remember. It's probably some EDM thing that you don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also, like, there's synth bass, and I think there's real bass in there. There's like drum machine, and there's uh, real drums on there. So it's it's cool. It's like a, it's right in the st- uh, smack in the middle of like traditional instrumentation and more modern instrumentation which is more digital mm-hmm. um it's a it's a cool song yeah hey, hey stevie again hey listen 
Stevie yeah, wrote. Um, always welcome. Stevie always. wrote uh, their biggest hit back in the day. Uh, what's the song? What's the, what's the like the big Rufus song? Ain't nobody. Oh, sorry. Uh, tell me something good. Yeah, that's a Stevie's uh, wonder okay. production no. and and song. Another right. very awesome song. Yeah. No. All right, want to move on? Let's move it along. Yeah. All right. You said we have like the number one and bottom one of this year. Um, no, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. 85, peaked at number three. I feel for you. Um, number five overall for the year. So even though it didn't hit number one, huge song. That yeah. Year. Number five overall. Monster. Uh, number one for that year was Careless Whisper by Wham. Wham featuring George Michael. Uh-huh. <laughs> and number 100 was Sugar Walls by Sheena Easton. Oh, also written by Prince. Wow. Under okay. an alias, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now we're in 1986. This is uh, Climax, uh, spelled with a K and two X's. And a Y. And a Y. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with I Miss You from the album Meeting in the Ladies Room. You know, that's such a sexual name. Yeah. <laughs> and this song is, like, so sweet. It's like, there's nothing sexy about it. Right, right. Uh, I wonder if their other stuff's way more sexual. Yeah, I'm looking at some of their other singles' names, and this definitely seems like things we need to get into. Wait, aren't... They wrote, uh... uh they did, um... I'm gonna fuck you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Down in my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's real? No. <laughs> pussy Moist, I think, is them as well, and... Okay. Throw that condom out. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, just really forward thinking. And, no, but yeah. so some of them are. I think you may be right that this may be their outlier, and uh-huh. that maybe that's why they hit. But they have um, man-sized love. Hell yeah! I'd still say yes. Oh my D- god! Divas need love too. Yeah. Fuck lock, yeah! Lock and key, and the men all pause. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, oh hell yeah! Multi-purpose girl, wild girls. Oh, a multi-purpose oh, girl. Here we go. <laughs> Heartbreaker. I'm such a mess. Whoa. Wow. We got to listen to this yeah, stuff. Yeah, we should get it. Yeah. yeah, I'm so down. There, we're looking at this, like, um, greatest hits. Like, what is this series of it? 20th Century Masters or something? It's like a, yeah, yeah. Right, it's a I, series. I of, actually wanted yeah. to say we should, like, look at who has those albums and cover, like, a yeah, little bit fun. of songs of yes. the 20th Century. But their album cover on this 20th Century Masters, like, greatest hits millennium collection, yeah. it shows them. We need to explore them. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking definitely. at their look is so badass. And it's just this, it's six women... Um, and they just look tough as shit and awesome. Something we like, also should um, uh, point out is that this was uh, produced by like a team of women. Like Climax produced them themselves, and uh, Lynn M- uh, Malsby, the songwriter, also produced it. Mall baby. Malsby. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. Um, this thing, I like the um, the gospel harmonies later on. If you hear it, it gets like more pronounced later on. Okay. Uh, the first few times I listened to this song, didn't realize it was a woman singing. I really? Thought, okay. I thought it was like like a young boy, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it's, like a new edition or for something. sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, like <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say about so their name, yeah. spell their name again for the listeners. K L Y M A X X. So for it's like it's like their version of a metal band name like Rat oh yeah, yeah. yeah. totally seems yes. like a metal band name yeah <laughs> like Dokken <laughs> like it reminds me of Dokken yeah Climax yeah it's insane um, the song itself it sounds like a like, of several other songs we've heard yeah nothing really stand out but no. I do like that vocal like there, yeah. there's nice harmonies it's a pleasant song it's a, it's a kind of, unfortunately kind of a forgettable ballad I think it's just yeah. um but as we keep saying, the, I want to explore the artist big time. I'm just very yeah. curious. Um, for this year, again, this is 86. 
this peaked at number five. Um, so even though it was a huge song for the year, mm-hmm. on the charts, it only peaked at number five. Number three overall song for number 1986. And it didn't this number was? One. It was the third biggest song of the Holy year. Holy crap. Yeah. Crazy. Weird. Um, number one for this year was That's What Friends Are For, Dion and Friends. Number 100 was Go Home, Stephen Wonder. Here's his vocals right now. <laughs> yeah. I want to sit on those vocals. You know, like, it's a lazy boy of vocals. I want to, like, lay down and... Ooh. Oh, Brandon, messing with the effects here. Welcome to Climax. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds better like that. We should have drowned it in reverb. Two entire episodes with, with that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah. There's something very important. Something very important. <clears throat> okay. Just give me a minute here with this song. <laughs> okay. This is 1987. Robbie Neville with C'est La Vie mm-hmm. from the album Robbie Neville. Robbie Neville, his uh, self-titled first album. Um, Yes. Yeah. I, well, I'll get into the chart stuff later, but this is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is top tier. I, just the vibe. Um, immediately, what pops out is Hall Notes. That's my my first. Really? Yeah. Yes, my absolutely. My first thought when I heard this song was, "This sounds like a like like a Hall Notes deep cut that I don't it know about." It sounds like Say It Ain't So. Yeah. Or Big Say time. It Isn't So. Big time. It, it really like that was what immediately drew me to it. I love his vocal. Just the. The vibe, the, uh, just the, the driving rhythm and like the, the interesting sounds that are going on in the background, like yeah. the, um, fantastic, well arranged. And this was such an amazing discovery for me personally. I didn't know this song at all. I've never yeah. heard this song before, and it was a big hit for this year. It hit number two. Um, yes, yes, I did. Yep. I kind of think he's like the most talented singer I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's oh it's my God. truly amazing. I'm so happy you guys, share, you guys are sharing this with and me. Um, I, thought it was so be, I thought I was going to kind of be alone on this one. I, I love really? It. Yes. No, you, not at all. I don't you know don't know what's at all. It, yeah. Dan, if you don't know me by now, then you will never, ever know me. You, you said Hall Notes. Yeah. I was thinking Kenny Loggins. Oh, yeah. His voice sounds like Kenny. He sounds almost exactly like His Kenny voice, Loggins. yeah, but the vibe. But, uh, yeah. but better, actually. He sounds like a little bit more on the mark than uh, Kenny, which is hard to do. This is the most uh, confident vocal, yeah, performance ever recorded, probably. <laughs> he's like, he sounds like he's going to be a fucking star, but he gess, really didn't go anywhere. Well, he, he did. He has did a songwriting Oh, he's more of a song, so, yeah, songwriter. Yeah, he yeah. wrote... Um, there's actually a couple interesting things about this. So he wrote and produced stuff for uh, Destiny's Child, Babyface. Did he? Uh, yeah. Jessica Simpson. That's cool. I like that it's that type of music, too. Yeah. There, so he also has won awards for High School Musical, Hannah Montana, like Disney no. stuff. Yeah. Yes, I did read that, too. Um, awesome. What a cool career. So yeah. another kind of weird connection thing. This happened a couple times on the charts. Uh, another artist he worked with is this pop Japanese pop singer named Saiko Matsuda, mm. who did a big cover of the previous Climax song. Oh, oh really? Cool. Yeah. Okay. So he's saying. So he's someone that I want to check out. This Psycho. Not um, Psycho. His name is Psycho or whatever. Um, Robbie Neville, his brother, mm. played Aaron uh, on Cheers. Aaron yeah, Neville. I, re- I found that trivia too. Aaron Neville. Not, yeah. <laughs> not Aaron no, who Neville. Played, I'm sorry, he played who he, on Cheers? He played Kiersey Alley's boss. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I read that trivia too, his brother. Yeah. You guys went deep into it. Um, yeah, yeah I, I just I love the sound so much. What did I, I say too? To more of his stuff. The gang vocals, really cool. Yeah. yeah. 
This is like a cool production. Um, yeah. Sex in the City Latin sax part. <laughs> it's more prominent yeah. towards the ends. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, there's a Jordan level fake out here. Yeah, I mean, do we want to? Because it fades out and it yeah. comes. It fades out and it comes right here. Back no. in. Very Sex in the City. And by the way, are you more of a uh, Miranda or uh, what's the other one? The other Samantha. One? I'm a Samantha. All right. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of drama within those girls, and I'm talking about in real life, not on the show. Really? Yeah, it's yeah, true. They hate Samantha. Yeah, yeah like Kim Cattrall's like definitely. Um, she, or no, she hates Sarah Jessica Parker. Right. Yeah. She like called her out on Twitter. For what? Or Instagram. I don't remember. Yeah. Saying, don't. Send me sympathy. One of the cast members the, um, is running for running for something. Governor, yes, Cynthia governor, Nixon, governor of New York. I yeah, should, Cynthia I, Nixon. I should, something I should probably know. <laughs> yeah, she's running for governor of New York. Yeah, Cynthia Nixon. Uh, but yeah, so if you just heard what happened with the song, the song faded out. It was done, and then it just comes back. Yeah. That was kinda a Jordan like, fake. It I was that, talking about. I know. You get it, right? Yes, I get it. It's kind of like an end. Of, it feels like an end of album type thing. Like, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was. Um, it's still not the best song called Say La Vie. Check out Bewitched. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> but that, uh, that song's sweet, too. No, I was it kidding. It peaked at number Come two. Come on. This was That's the, fine. It was the number six overall song for 1987. Number one was Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bengals. What was... No, number 100 was Love You Down by Ready for the World. What was the best hmm. overall song? The Oshkosh Bagosh theme? Wait, one more... What? I'm yeah, completely, completely missed what's me. going on yeah, right now. I've, I've, again, you've, you've Brandon, lost explain me. yourself. Don't, don't Oshkosh Bagosh make overalls? Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. I, I, no, I'm not going to compliment your nonsense. <laughs> Never again. It was a good one. It, it was a good one. Okay. Please one was explained. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're into this um, next song here, 1988. This is uh, Hands to Heaven by Breathe. Actually, it's, it's no, pronounced. Wait. Breath. Oh. <laughs> is it, wait, is it breath? I don't know. No, it's breathe. It, it is, is breathe. breathe. Uh, from the album All That Jazz. <laughs> so jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> so, here, here, here's the chorus. Wait. I think the big fake out here is that um, it's not a Christian rock song, but it sounds like it is. It, it does. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so it, uses, like, it uses Christian imagery. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And it, and a Christian rock sound. <laughs> so even though it, we are joking about the jazz, it does. There is a note that says that um, it helped. It helped shape the smooth jazz radio format of the '80s, introducing artists like Johnny H. Jazz, the Style Council, and Sade. So really? I guess it was. It is. Wait, was this early, did? Th- yeah. It helped introduce Sade, which came out in like '83. No, no, just like the, like. <laughs> The, the style. Listen, I'm just reading what it says. I'm just listen. I should. Yeah, I shouldn't. I'm mad at who wrote that. I'm very protective of Sade. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess it sounds like smooth jazzy. It's kind of like a, a lightweight, like broken wings. Yeah, I was thinking Mr. Messer. Type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Not as good. No, not as good. You can understand why this didn't get to number one. <laughs> but it got to like pretty high, right? Yeah. It, Where to get to? Peaked at number two. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Never but heard of this one overall too. for the year, number nine. Number nine. Number nine? Number nine? For the year. Uh, you guys like this one? Um, I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> um, it's kind of, it's throwaway. It's not bad. Um, 
it's definitely a vibe I tend to enjoy, but I don't know. Um, number one for this year was uh, 88, Faith, George Michael. Nice. And number 100 was Prove Your Love by Taylor Dane. Um, do you guys want to move on? Dane. Or do you want to yeah, talk? Yeah, okay. no, let's move on. All right. All right, we're going on four hours. Okay, all right. <laughs> intros of all time now uh, that's still not the real uh the real people in millie vanilli right the i don't i don't know <laughs> i'm not sure i no, because they have accents like like strong accents yeah they're uh french french and german yeah. um okay so we're in 1989 we're closing out the year with the non-number ones uh it's millie vanilli girl you know it's true um from the album girl you know it's true uh <laughs> so if you listen to our last couple board bills episodes they are huge right now Millie Vanilli this is their fourth huge hit right they had three number ones um yeah, yeah. They, had, they had three number ones and then this is their fourth big hit Didn't and they get... won Grammy of the like best new artists at Grammys this was their first single mm. though okay okay and this was so and then for the year um it was number eight overall biggest song of, of uh 89 yeah it went to number right. two and then their next three okay. songs it hit number, number one two. right this was a song that they infa- inf- infamously got uh, got caught um, lip syncing on stage. Um, can we uh, can we try and recreate that? Girl, you know it's girl, you know it's it started skipping in panic, okay, so panic mode for them. Once again, Australia not the same as the the United States. It only it got to eighty eight in Australia. Uh, is that a trend? Like Australia, it's usually no, there was just, just another time I noticed that. There uh, was one other time I mentioned it. Uh, okay. Wait, so you know what's kind of mind blowing? So that lip sync uh, controversy yeah. happened in July of '89. So they were still popular, but I guess it didn't like really spread until oh, after so that. Maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't know when it went down because like uh, that happened. You remember like the live show where like they they reference? Of course, yeah. That was 80, July 89, right, right smack in the middle of their like career, of, of their like success, basically. Maybe that song blew up because of that. No, Maybe. This, but this came yeah. out in 88. But it yes, charted. But I'm sorry, but all their songs that hit number one spread out throughout 89. 89, yeah. Right? Like, there's songs definitely after July of 89 that hit number one. Right. And they won the Grammy in 90. They won the Grammy? In 90, yes. Even though they got caught before? I'm pretty sure. sure? That, I don't think that makes sense. Yeah, they won the best new artist in February of '90. Even though they had already the the, the live, they got the caught. Wonder it already happened. Right. So somehow it, it didn't spread or become a big thing, and maybe until after they won the Grammy. Interesting. Yeah. So looking at Billboard.com, blame it on the rain hit number one in November. That was their last one. So they hit in July, September, and November at number one. Okay. Yeah. Right. And yeah, and won the Grammy. So like, yeah. I think I think maybe the the Grammy winning really uh caused their uh their their downfall. Maybe because they got so much press. Right. Because it, there was no YouTube back then. Right. Right. No, for sure. There um, was YouTube, but not YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so for 89, um the number one overall song was Look Away by Chicago, which is so frustrating. 
And <laughs> number 100 was Keep On Moving by Soul to Soul. Um, Move from soul to my, another soul. My love and appreciation for Millie Vanilli has only grown from, from this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it, their, their sound is awesome. I never we didn't really talk about that song that much. Um, oh, we didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Just like we were just talking about the controversy. Really fun song. I think it's my favorite of the hits. Really? Uh, I think it is. It's not my favorite, but I no? like it. You like the ridiculous one. I like the I like all the other three. I think more than that one. Really? Uh, yeah. I won't go that far. I, but I really love this one. I think I do. I think I like it more than the one I liked the last, the least last time. I think "Blame It on the Rain" is least. The number one, for me. Remember? Uh, you know what? Actually, I think that may be the least for really? me. Really? Like, originally, it was the ballad, but I've, I've, <laughs> it, the ballad has grown a little bit on me lately. <laughs> honestly, like, cause it's, it's girl, so I'm gonna miss weird. you. Yeah. It's so weird, girl, I'm gonna miss you. But yeah, the best one is is that other ridiculous one. Yeah. Um, it, see, I think that's that's my least favorite one. Uh, I'm talking yeah. number. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's yeah, that's my favorite. This is probably a close second. I think. Or no, maybe this is my favorite. I don't know. Who knows? Who okay, cares? so so we're gonna say our favorite and our least favorite from that list. Yeah. So from this list again, non-number ones. Um, and then can you we take a me, break? And then uh, yeah, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back. Um, you guys want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Least favorite of the non-number one hits Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles list. I'm gonna go hurt so good, John Cougar. Wow, least favorite. Yeah, it's um. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's just it's just kind of lame. Um, I don't really enjoy it whenever I hear it. Um, I I I'll, I will usually turn it off. I don't really hate it, but um, just. <laughs> David's upset. Are you a Hoosier or not? Just like a. <laughs> Uh, I guess yeah, not. who's your allegiance to? No, just like a just like a generic rock song. I mean, compared to the others on this list, it is not something I would go out of my way to listen to at all. So it's uh, I'm gonna put it my least favorite. I don't hate it though. Okay, Dave. Least uh, favorite. Least, favorite. least favorite. Hate to do this. Um, I think climax. Wow. Wow. I like wow. them more than most of the artists. Right. But the song is really there's really nothing to it. <laughs> I know. That, yeah. It's true. It's tough to argue. Yeah. It is. You know why? Because it sounds so much like the songs I didn't like from the number ones that we already covered. I okay. couldn't distinguish it from those songs. Yeah. I like the artists. I love the name. But uh, yeah, song not great. Uh, my least favorite is "Hands to Heaven." That's fair. Yeah. That's on the. That's below. That's on the bottom for me too. So no consensus. Least favorite on this list. Yeah. That's okay. We're not doing a recap of the recaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Although. <laughs> we got an idea here. Um, we need more content. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that song is not great. Okay. That's the only one that nobody reacted to negatively, so maybe that should be the worst one. Which one? Because uh, Dan's in heaven? heaven. Yeah, Dave was upset, upset by my pick. Yeah. Um, I guess. It doesn't matter. We don't need a consensus. Go ahead. Best. Heard so good. It's just too butt rock. Okay. Um, favorite? No surprise here. It's Say Love Say La Vie, not only is it my favorite of this list, I would have a hard time not picking this one for my favorite of the, of the decade. <laughs> I, honestly, I felt that <laughs> strongly about it. I loved it so much. I, I loved it more than almost all of the Hall Note songs, honestly. Oh, not all of them. Not all of them. Be almost careful, all of them. Be careful. Almost all of them. Be careful, Cardi B. Go ahead. <laughs> Say La Vie, Robbie Neville, phenomenal song. I mean, this is actually kind of hard because I love five of these songs, yeah. I yeah. think, or four. Uh, but I, you know what? Give it to Neville. Give yeah. it to the guy who doesn't get enough 
claim. That makes me very happy. I really, I really wasn't sure if you guys were going to be as obsessed with it as I was. Love it. Yeah. Um, my initial, when I first listened through, I mean, Dancing in the Dark was my, yeah, was my standout. That yeah. might be my true favorite. That's, but I'm going to kind of do the same thing as you. I'm going to pick Say La Vie. Wow. But, but I do think Dancing in the Dark is kind of my. Yeah. Favorite song, but this is my fresher favorite. Yeah. Because um, I want to, I want to know more. But I do. I love Dancing in the Dark. I feel for you, um, and I really like believe it or not. Yeah, that, that one's fun to listen to. And do you really want to hurt me? It's really great as well. I think um, Shaka Khan was very close. Yeah, to yeah, Shaka well. Khan's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's my top three. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yep, me too. Dancing in the Dark. Uh, All right, so we have a consensus favorite non-number one <laughs> of the. Uh, well. Of this list, not, maybe not necessarily of the decade, because there's a lot of other great hits of the decade. But um, I think we're gonna take a quick break. We'll um, head to that break with this uh, with this song. We'll uh, we'll be back in a minute here. Yeah. Right. Welcome to Fact Corner with Davey and sometimes featuring Danny, sometimes Storm- fe- featuring Brandy, Stormy Daniel. Sorry, Stormy Daniel. Um, so we're gonna just, just like. Fire off some facts from the year. Uh, I'm starting off with this. Here are the number one albums from each year. Ready? 1980, Pink Floyd, The Wall. 1981, REO, Speedwagon, High Infidelity. High Infidelity. (laughs) Number one of 82, Asia with Asia. Wow. 83, Michael Jackson, Thriller. 84, Michael Jackson, Thriller. Whoa. Number 85, Bruce Springsteen, born in the <laughs> USA. Hell yeah. 86, Whitney Houston with Whitney Houston. 87, Bon Jovi with Slippery When Wet. Talking about the pussy. 88, George Michael with Faith. And 89, Bobby Brown, do not be cruel, but he contracted that do not to don't. Mm. Uh, Danny, you got some facts you want to fire sure. off? Um so, I had the list of songs that we've covered, like which ones spent the most weeks at number one. Just mm-hmm. a quick run through. Um, so, biggest song of the decade is, like we said, Physical by Olivia Newton-John. Ten weeks at number one. Nine weeks at number one, Betty Davis' Eyes by Kim Carnes and Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Eight weeks, Every Breath You Take, The Police. Seven weeks, I Love Rock and Roll. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Seven Weeks, Ebony and Ivory, Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Seven Weeks, Billy Jean, Michael Jackson. You got a bunch at six weeks. You have uh, Call Me by Blondie, Lady by Kenny Rogers, Centerfold by the Jay Giles Band. <laughs> Sucks. Um, Eye of the Tiger, Survivor, Flashdance, What a Feeling. Okay, a couple more. Irene Cara, Say, Say, Say by Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Like a Virgin by Madonna, and then Five Weeks, When Doves Cry by Prince, and Jump by Van Halen. Amazing. So the biggest of the decade. These are the top ten riveting, highest-selling albums of the whole decade. Not year by year. Ready? Bon Jovi. Slippery When Wet, still talking about the pussy. 86. (laughs) Sold 12.9 mil. And uh, 46 46 weeks in the top ten. Number nine, Dire Straits, Brothers in Arms. 12.9 12.9 million, nine weeks at number one. Holy crow. Uh, number eight, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. 
live slash 75 to 85. There's some songs from the 70s in there, but hey, I guess it still counts. 13.1 million sold. <laughs> Prince and the Revolution, number seven. Purple Rain, 84, 13.6 mil. Phil Collins, no jacket required at number six, 13.8 million. Number five, Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Was, or, it, how, was it Houston or Houston? I think it's... She. Uh, it depends like what mood she's she's in. Uh, Houston, 14 point million. Now, do you want to guess? The, you want to guess the top? Sorry. 14 point million. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> 14 point. Thanks for catching me because this is important. 14.2 million. I'm sorry. Okay. Now, okay. Guns N' Roses at number four. Appetite for Destruction. <sighs> Finally, some fucking rock and roll. 15.6 million. They brought rock and roll back. Do you want to guess what's in the top three? It's probably pretty obvious. What? Do you want to guess what was in the top three highest selling albums of all time? Clearly not paying attention. Thriller? Of course, Thriller. That was number one. That sold 29 million. Wait, of the decade or of all time? Of the decade. Biggest albums? Yeah. Faith. Not Faith. Nope. One more guess for Danny. True Blue? Nope, too slow. Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA, was at number three, sold 15.9. And ACDC, back in the black, 19.1 uh, million, peaked at f- position four, uh, 23 weeks in a top 10. I think that's an album that sold a lot past the 80s as well. Okay. That's why uh, it's in there. Anyway, cool. What do you have? <laughs> um, nothing good. <laughs> Um, the most number one hits by artist for, for the decade. Okay, uh, I got the same thing, so we can say it at the same time. Okay, Michael Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> with number nine, with, with nine, nine hits. Madonna, Madonna with seven. seven. Whitney Houston with seven. seven. Phil, Phil Collins seven. seven. George, George Michael seven. seven. Lionel Richie five. five. Daryl Holtzen, Joan Holtz. <laughs> Wait, what did you, Daryl Oates? Daryl Oates and Joel Don Oates. <laughs> Five. Stevie Five. Wonder, four. four. Bon Jovi, four. Prince, four. four. Note, for singer George Michael, if Wham! is included, this would give George Michael eight number one songs. Note, for singer <laughs> Phil Collins, if Henesis is included, it would give <laughs> Phil Collins eight number one songs. Songs. I love Henny Sis. Did we say that Michael was included with We Are the World, or does that not count? Doesn't count. Uh, because kind of ten. You can you can say that then Lano Richie gets a number one too. Oh wow! <laughs> but there, I don't think we're counting that. Uh, okay, this is a songwriter. This was taking me so long, so I was like going through every single song that, and then like seeing who wrote it and making a putting it into a file. <laughs> but okay. These are artists that had the most songwriting credits that hit number one. For songs that hit number one, right? Okay. So do you want to guess a a few of them? Or is that not fun? Uh, Make a couple guesses. Burt Bacharach's wife, I forget her name. No, she like hit four, but no, not on a top. Okay. Most songwriting credits for number one songs. Yeah, yeah. And the song is seven. There's three artists that hit it. Madonna? No, she was close though. Richard Marks? No. Had three songs. <laughs> All right. You guys. Phil Collins. Very close. He had six. So it was, these people had seven songs Stevie that hit number Wonder. one. It's not Stevie Wonder. George Michael, uh, Lionel Richie, 
and Michael Jackson. Uh, artists that had six writing credits that hit, uh, of songs that hit number one. Phil Collins and Daryl Hall. Hmm. Five songs? The, uh, the songwriting team of Tom Kelly and St- Billy Steinberg. Mm-hmm. And tied with that is Madonna. 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 Uh, I have some production, too. Uh, so who do you think is the, uh, produced the most number one hits from the decade? Jimmy Jam. No, they're kind of up there, but... Um, Michael's... Uh, Michael's guy. Jones? Quincy Jones, Jones. yeah. He's, he has yeah. 10. Yeah. Yeah. So he did all of the Michael songs, plus he did uh, Baby Come to Me and We Are the World. Uh, Phil Collins has seven production credits, and so does Michael Jackson. Hugh Pagnum, who uh, produced for Phil Collins and Genesis and uh, The Police, Every Breath You Take, ah. had six songs, as tied with Lionel Richie, who also produced... Uh, Lady by K- Kenny Rogers, along, also his own stuff, and Narada Michael Walden. George Michael, six production credits as well. Hmm. Now we go to five. <laughs> John Oates and Daryl Hall, five production credits because they produced their own shit. And when, Michael Omardian. When they're producers, do you say John Oates first? You say Oates <laughs> and Hall? I think Oates is more of the producer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Omardian also had five production credits. He did Sailing and Arthur's Theme for Christopher Cross. He co-produced We Are the World with uh, Quincy Jones. Oh, cool. And he did um, two Peter Cetera songs. He also produced a son, Omarion. It could also be pronounced Omartian, because it's spelled like a Martian, but it hasn't known from it. And Madonna had five production credits for her own she. So that's all I got. Uh, Any other facts you got? I um you know what? I'm gonna go through it anyway. It's completely unnecessary. And, I mean, we can and, always cut it. Yeah, and, and Brandon so, is bored out of his yeah, mind. Yeah, He's like so yeah. antsy, like and yeah. not feeling this. So yeah, um, weeks at number one by uh, in order of rank <laughs> by uh, by artists. I, I have that. Um, no surprise here. It's a lot of the same names have been saying. <laughs> it's uh, Michael Jackson, 27. He's the leader. Lionel Richie, 21. Paul McCartney, 16. George Michael, really? 16. Yeah. Um, CB Wonder 15, Madonna 15, Phil Collins 15, Olivia Newton John 14, Diana Ross 13, Whitney Houston 13, Daryl Hall and John Oates 12. Amazing. All right, let's head so, into our. Uh, they're the best. This was uh, <laughs> David Danny's um, terrible fact corner. And Brandon, you have any facts you want to say? Um, 80s rock. By, 80s rock. By okay. the way, that was all fake news. We made all of it up. It's all <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> All right, we're yeah. going to get into the yeah. lightning round. So remember that car we were in before? Unless we cut it out, then get back <laughs> in it because this is the lightning round. This is the lightning round. And what we're going to do is we're going to have these topics, and we're going to quickly say, I don't think we should embellish too much and say why we picked it. I just think we should kind of like say it. I think we should we like can a say a couple bit. things. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. But it wouldn't be lightning if we were going on with paragraphs. So here we go. Ballad. Okay, so this is your top ballad. Of all the number ones. Yep. Danny? Sailing. Christopher <gasps> Okay. Okay. I want to say, I want to know what love is by Foreigner. It always hits me. It was close. And I've cried the most to that song. I was very close to picking that one. I ended up going with Sailing. And I chose Anything For You. 
But I saw, oh, Gloria. Oh, Great I love pick. it too. We love the ballads. But shout out to Phil um, for, uh, 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 what's this one? Against, Against all, odds. all Odds. I think it's also yeah, that's up my there. Shout out to. Um, so Rocker. Rocker. This is our top rocker of all the number one hits of the 80s. We have no consensus yet. No. All three are different songs, but go ahead. We're, th- we're three different people. Danny? Rock song? Fuck both of you. Power of Love by Huey Lewis. And <laughs> That's not a rock song. <laughs> yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. I would not, not consider it. I, wouldn't, I would there. consider it upbeat at most. It has rock elements, and you guys didn't really describe specifically what this category is. <laughs> <laughs> you um, can argue anything as a rock song. Okay, so mine might be semi-controversial, too. I don't think it will be. Betty Davis Eyes. It's a light rocker. Yeah, that I, I, that definitely counts. Anything that has, like, I think, pronounced guitar in it could yeah. be considered a Power rocker. Power of Love definitely has definitive guitar. Fuck you. <sighs> okay. Uh, Eye of the Tiger. I just think it's a quintessential rock song. It's a very good pick, and I'm regretting my pick. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Moving on, lightning, lightning yeah. speed. Let's go. Let's go funny. Let's laugh it up. Let's have a laugh. <laughs> We're already so funny on this show. Let's pick the funniest song of the number ones. I will go first. A couple Fun- funny guys picking funny songs. This is a song I knew about before we talked about it. it I genuinely laugh out loud every time it's played. What? We built this city by Starship. <laughs> it is funny. We it, laugh. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> we laugh. <laughs> Maniac, I think, is the funniest. Oh, awesome. wow. And also, Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You is pretty damn funny as well. Yeah, yeah. I was close to picking a Millie Vanilli song. Yeah. Bran? Um, girl, you said Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, no, th- no, no, no. That was like a backup. That's a backup, though. Dave's like bending the rules oh, here. Oh, wait, what did you know. say? No, I'm just saying a shout out. What did you say then? Oh. Maniac. I'm sorry. That's right. That's shocking to me. Um, Jacob's Ladder. Uh, That's wow. pretty funny. I, I especially because I was watching a live video and it was just he, he was just so excited and it made me laugh because it's so. I don't know. Wait, so you're excited? The, the what's funny is the live video though. Yeah, no, no, like the, the song. song. No, the song made me laugh too because I just think it's silly. Okay. Come on, you picked Maniac. It's a funny song. I don't think you would have picked Jacob Slider had you not seen that live. live Wait, performance. you don't think Maniac's no, I funny? I picked it. I picked it, and then I watched and the video watched, after. Okay. It just Am I completely wrong? Maniac's not a funny song. I really love it. I love. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I think it, I, I I love no, it but, too, but I think it's funny. But like, does funny have to be bad? I don't. No. 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 I don't love it because of it's funny. I, I like. I love it because I, I think it's like an awesome, fun '80s song. Me too. I just think it's funny as well. I don't think it's as funny as we built the city. Who built the city is the funniest. <laughs> You're most, right. Most yeah, I keep ri- laughing when I. It's ridiculous. All that right. song. Okay. Um, we're on vocal. Best vocal. This was very tough. Yeah, this is really hard. <sighs> got a so, lot of. Got, so yeah. I want to say this now. For the decade, I don't think anybody tops Whitney. I don't think anybody. Interesting. As a, as a vocalist, I I'm not completely. going with with her though, because <gasps> there is one song that I heard the vocal. One specific vocal part of this song, I was just like, oh, like I, was, I was obsessed with it. I know what you're saying. I'm going holding back the years. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. Yeah, Simply Red. Specifically the end of the song. Yes. You know yes. what part I'm talking about. Yeah. Where he just like screams. It's an obsession. Yeah. Almost went there, too. Yeah. Me- Whitney is a better vocalist, though. Yeah. Hands down. She's yeah. A, I think she's the best of the decade. I'm saying vocal, yeah. though. Like, specific yeah. vocal. Specific yeah. vocal. It's holding back the years. Yeah. Um, there's a few I have. And I went kind of like... I went for who has an interesting voice too, not just like. Okay. So I I said, come on, Eileen. 
Whoa. So I think it's such a crazy, interesting yeah. vocal that yeah, I, I, love that I haven't heard anything yeah. else like that. No, there's not. But I want to shout out a few other artists that I really like. There's another one I have to shout out. We have to shout uh, out. Sailing Christopher Cross. <laughs> I, lo I love that vocal. Also so sweet and delicate and yeah. nothing really like it. Uh, <laughs> Betty Davis Eyes. That rasp, sure. it's, yeah. it sounds yeah. Yeah. like it sh she shouldn't have been recording. Like It's so raspy. Uh, Come on, Eileen. I said that right. Uh, Sledgehammer. Uh, yes. I love Peter Gabriel's yeah, vocals. Yeah. And uh, we kind of gushed over the vocals before uh, for this song, Eternal Flame. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Bran? And your I Eileen was your... Eileen's your my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, very similar thing to you guys. Whitney was my initial pick with yeah. So Emotional. Because yeah, okay. That yeah. she kills that song. Um, holding back the years, another option, Sledgehammer. Yeah. But um, I went with Against All Odds. Whoa, oh, that's cool. cool. I, I love Phil. He kind of like you said with Simply Red, at the end, just the grit in his voice when yeah. he's belting at the end, it just, yeah, I, lo I just love it. Yeah. A song we have to mention. I'm, I'm shocked both of you didn't pick this. I wanted to pick this because it's such an obvious pick because of how many times we've discussed yeah. the different vocal elements. Well, let's all of this say it together. We Living are on a prayer. The world. <laughs> yeah, that's actually. We are the world. Come well, on, there's that, so many that, different. There's different vocals, vocal. though. I yeah. know, but that's why. I guess that you, know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, the Stevie Wonder vocal unmatched. Well, because I wasn't I think. thinking about like. And the Journey vocal. Group in, vocals. In, uh, what's yeah. his name from Journey? Steve um, Perry. Steve Perry. His vocal in that song is insane. Steve too. Perry's Medea. There's a lot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Steve Perry's House of Pain. <laughs> All right. Okay. Number. House of Pain. I think we should go to five or, or fifth lightning round. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, this is category. most 80s, right? The most 80s uh, sounding. Sure, we can do that. We'll do that one. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I skipped one. It's sexy song. It's se yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go back to that. Song, fuck song. Sexual. Right? Sexy, sexual. Any kind of sex thing. This was a tough Low one because um, I don't think any of the ballads are particularly sexual. I wouldn't describe them as sexy. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? So this was, I went with the sexiest man of the 80s, Prince. Oh, um, that's good. What uh, song? Kiss. I pick Kiss. Kiss is sexy. Yeah. 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 I pick Kiss. Um, it's a horny one. I went for Holding Back the Years, actually. For sexual? Yeah. 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 It, it feel, I mean, I know it's kind of a breakup song, but I, I think you can have breakups, <laughs> yeah, like sex, that's hardcore to that. Yeah, yeah, the lyrics throw that off completely, but like... Yeah. I'm with you. I feel, though? Feel, though, yes. Yeah. I'm that, with you. I'm I think that's you. why I struggled with this, because I yeah. kept getting distracted by lyrics a lot uh -huh. of the time. Yeah. So I just landed on Beat It. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, you liar. No, um, uh, yeah, because like vibe-wise, yeah, another day in paradise. Really? Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. that's fair. Vibe. Either that or you, broken yeah. wings. Broken wings <laughs> as a sex song. I don't know about I can't that one. He didn't go. I thought Prince was a more obvious one. He's just he oozes. Oh, sexuality. for sure. His sexual, more he sexual songs than I think. Yeah, I, guess, that's, yeah. I thought. Be right. That's the direction I went in. Yeah. Um, so what did you pick, Brandon? <laughs> another day in paradise. That's insane. So funny. I love that. I love that pick. Actually. Yeah, that's a good pick. All right, so now we're on the most 80s sounding. Yeah. Um, this is hard. Going with a previous Dave pick here for something else. <gasps> most 80s sounding. This was hard. There's like there's like 10. I think you yeah. could. But definitive. Like you hear this song, I was like, uh, like the first thing is like 80s. Yeah. Maniac. I would think. True. That's I that's a very Maniac. good pick. It is very strong. Because you had the movie element too, like the, yeah. you know, the flash dance. It's 80s Maniac. Okay. I went for I went for something a little later because okay. I feel like I wanted to do something that was like very like 
like kind of towards the later 80s because like it had all the 80s production qualities yeah like, sure it's already developed the 80s like right. sound had already developed i just died in your arms tonight okay. oh yeah. yeah yep yeah that's a good pick like they could only have been made through seven years of the 80s like right. before it you know it's yeah. like yeah very much a product at that time yeah uh um I'm going to go a little off the rails here. Okay, sure. And I'm going to do something that you guys are not going to like, but just like Dave's decimal points in the Hump Report. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to say, yeah. uh, take my eclipse. What a feeling. For me. Take, for what song? <laughs> take, for me, take my breath away, total eclipse of the heart, and what a feeling are just for me. Oh, he went three stages. songs? Oh, okay. That's fucked up. No, I don't accept it. Pick one. Because I have like five, too. I don't take wanna... my breath away, then. Uh, that's sure. that's a okay, good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a good, uh, it's Berlin. Berlin. Yeah, it's also yeah, the mid. Okay. It's also the midpoint song. I think it's eighty-five. And also another movie one. Eighty-six. Yeah, actually, just for some reason, those three songs I've always just. You said what? Total Eclipse of the Heart. Total Eclipse of the Heart. What a feeling! And take my breath away. Okay. There are ones that are too early for me, I think, but they're definitely eighties. How? And you know why? I think I think yeah. because those songs, as much as I like them, I mm. don't. A lot of the other 80s music that sounds 80s is stuff I go to a lot and listen to. Yeah. So it's more close to me. Whereas yeah. Whereas this is like an 80s. You think 80s. Overall, yeah, 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 yeah. Not You don't think the, about the artists or the song. You think about like the, yeah. the, the era. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way I handled this category was like this could only be made in the 1980s. Nobody else would ever yeah. make a song that sounds like this again. So another one I was like close to was uh, St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's great. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Come on. All right. I yeah, that's, I think we're good. But also I would say, I feel like uh, what a feeling sounds like it could have been done in the 70s, like late 70s. It's a little disco. That's why I went Maniac instead of that one. Yeah. yeah. But it's whatever. Yeah. It's, it's still on the, on the nose. Okay. Uh, All right. So now we're on Discovery. Uh, so, Discovery. song that you just did not know before, your favorite Discovery, right? Is that would you ever do duet? Yeah, let's do duet first. Duet first? Yeah. yeah. And then we'll end on Discovery? Yeah, yeah. All right. We're out of order. Okay, duet. Um, not even close. Time of my life. Uh, Bill uh, Bill Medley, Jennifer Warnes. Yeah. That's that's duet. Yeah, not uh, even uh, close. Uh, time of uh, your uh, life is me, too. Okay. Really? Yeah, not even close. There's other great ones. Not even close. Uh, no, not that, even close. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Not even close. Islands amazing. in the Stream. Oh, that one's a great oh, one. I love that song too. Okay. I love but that one so much. That's Kenny Rogers. I, listen, I love that song maybe more, but eighties, you got to go time of your life. Yeah. I mean, like, personally, hey, and it yeah. won. Hey, and it won. <laughs> and so we are right. So and it won. Would you have accepted if I would have picked Hollow Notes or Millie Vanilli? No, <laughs> I was thinking about. Yeah, too. I was thinking about doing something like that, but. Uh, that's fine. Um, uh, or Captain and Tennille. Or no, because it, uh, that's tricky. Yeah. Or Elton and John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So favorite discovery. We're end, end on discovery. Yeah. Um, okay. I, We've uh, been going so quick too. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Real lightning. <laughs> we, we slowed down halfway through. We wanted to talk about it more. No, but this is this is some. We need to discuss some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so Discovery song, not artist. Yeah. Song we had never heard before, weren't familiar with. Your favorite new number one 80s song, Kyrie, for me. <laughs> wow. Mr. <laughs> Mister. Yeah. It came on. I had no idea what this was, and it drew me in like no other. Yeah. Like, I was obsessed <laughs> like with Like no other. Um, C'est La Vie would have been my pick for this, but it wasn't a number one song. Yeah. Um, Kyrie. So me, song. I think I said on the pod, uh, another day in paradise. Because mm-hmm. I was, I'm surprised you didn't. Know I that never one. heard that song I can't before, that. and wow. I was like, it, 
immediately shot up to one of my favorite Phil songs. Awesome. And uh, for a non-artist I knew, Seasons Change by, uh, <laughs> what are they called? Uh, Expose? Expose. Yeah. I just thought that song was really cool and I never heard of it. Or the artist artist song. And the album was called Exposure by Expose. <laughs> <laughs> I had right. trouble with this category because, kind of like you said, yeah. I, had, I had ones that of artists, or, or not even... There were songs that I knew, right. but didn't discover that I liked them right. as much as like Maniac, Eternal Flame, and Another Day in Paradise. Yeah. Those are like the ones that I rediscovered, I would say. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. But my biggest discovery is Toy Soldiers. Wow. You haven't heard that before? Um, well, I okay, I guess I guess that does kind of count. But you knew the sample. I mean, you can say that. Yeah, that's fine. I, I probably had heard it because of the sample, and then I knew it, but I, this is the first time I paid attention to it, for real. That's, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's fair. No, that's, I love that song. That's what this category is, yeah. But I definitely knew it coming in, and but it, yeah, it made me like remember it and yeah, love that one. We fall in love. Uh, and just as an artist, I didn't really know those Millie Vanilli songs that well. Yeah, true. And so one. like I wanted to you know pick one of those. You probably I have the most didn't know pleasure. The, I didn't know the ballad, and I hated it at first, and so now I kind of like it. Um, I knew the other songs sort of, but um, that was just a really exciting discovery. Yeah, amazing. That's been our uh, our lightning, lightning round. round. Yeah. So I well done. We have. The last big thing we're going to do before we get there, mm-hmm. we're going to rank our songs. We're going to each say our favorite year. Right. Right? Um, well, I think we're going to start with worst. We're going to open up with worst. Okay. Yeah. We're going to do that. I think we, what we decided we were going to do, we're going to tell the listeners what we think. Somebody else explain the consensus uh, system. <laughs> to, to their, I, I, I'm having trouble explaining what we did. The, the okay. So we, so. Okay, we made a consensus of the songs that we ranked uh, worst from each individual year, right? So there's 10 songs, one from each year. Right. Um, some, we had to make consensus off air because yeah. we just didn't reach a consensus on the show. On the show. We disagreed, right. Um, so we did that off air. So we have 10 songs, right? Yeah. And well, yeah, one song actually songs. Hit, hit for both years. But, right, um, for worst, yeah. But uh, so are we going to say all the songs that hit? Worse? Um, yeah, I think we should. Do you have? Do you guys have that in front of you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so for 1980, it was "Please Don't Go," Casey and the Sunshine Band. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1981, "I Love a Rainy Night" by Eddie Rabbit. Fuck that song. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, song sucks. Fuck it. 82, "Hard to Say I'm Sorry" slash "Get Away" by Chicago. Mm-hmm. Although I kind of like it, <laughs> even though I know it's really bad. 83, "Tell Her About It," Billy Joel, trash song, trash. Throw in the trash. That was when we agreed Don't even on recycle it. Don't even recycle it. We agreed Just on that in the, the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for number for nineteen eighty four, the worst song was Ghostbusters by what's his name? Ray Parker Jr. Ray Parkour. <laughs> yeah. Parkour Jr. Um, nineteen eighty five. The Power of Love by Hugh Lewis in the News. Very easy to go there. Clearly the worst. Um, yeah. eighty six, You Give Love a Bad Name by Jovi. Uh eighty seven, Living on a Prayer by Jovi. Eighty eight and 89 every rose has its thorn by poison yeah we decided that was the worst for both years both, both years, years. <laughs> uh end of end of 88 beginning of 89 it was a number one hit just to clarify bow yep. shout all right so of those are we going doing a bottom three or are we just going i think we're just saying the just worst song. our least favorite least okay. favorite song so i'll go first of the decade we should get like a drum roll sound effect yeah, get, work on um, not maybe not. Just have it. Maybe we'll do it for the later ones. Okay. Um, no, no, no. Do it. Do, do it now. Do it now. Please. I need to hear that drum. I need your percussion. I need you. Do I want to say mine? No. No. Wait for the drum wait roll. For the <laughs> drum roll. All right. 
Wait, Dan, wait. It's... <laughs> the worst song of our consensus worst songs of the decade. Stormy Daniels' pick. Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison. Dave. And my least favorite song. Brandon. Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Wow. I think we got to play it. <laughs> Hold on. Davey here. My least favorite song is You Give Love a Bad Name. I'm just so happy you guys didn't pick Ghostbusters. I really like Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like Ghostbusters more than yeah. Dave does, but I, I, I compared to the the quality of the other songs, it's just it's too novelty. Um, I was very close to picking the other Bon Jovi song that you guys know I hate so much. I said I think on the episode I thought it was the worst song of the decade. Um, what, what am I thinking? What am I? Uh, not you give love a bad name. The other one, Living, Living on, on a Prayer. Living on a Prayer, but. It's, as I said before in the other show, it's more... Everything people. surrounding it's, it's, it. It's everything. It's the how big of a hit it was is yeah. what I hate. If, if there wasn't that element as a song, is it the worst song? No. It's not. Right. Wait, what did you it. pick? Every Rose Has a Storm. Okay. It's my And you said that too? Yeah. Yeah. It's my Okay, worse. I didn't say that. No, you didn't. I know. So I think <laughs> for this type of thing, we got to go for a unanimous agreement <laughs> for it to be the worst. I'm well, kidding. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. I don't should like it at play, all. Should we put it on? No. It was the worst let's, song. Uh, let's no. sing it. <laughs> all right. Every so, rose has its right, thorn. So there you have it. There was some consensus there because me and Brandon picked the, picked the uh, same pricked one. It. Pricked it's, it. It's a thorn. All right. Moving on to uh, what we the worst year. We're going to do that now. Okay. Yeah. In okay. case for best. Case for worst year. Okay. And present your case, too. So this... This was tough, going through the years, holding back the years. Um, I think I just, you should be like a, a lawyer. So put your hand on the Bible. <laughs> Wait, is the, do lawyers do that or just witnesses? No, just, I, don't, I don't know. Stop. Okay. Just witnesses. Um, worst year. I decided to go with the year that just had the most amount of number one songs that I either didn't like or felt neutral about. And going through all the years, my pick, 1989. Wow. Worst year? Yeah. yeah, I think that's the worst year. Wow. It just it was too many songs I just were, was not that into. Fuck too, off. Too many. <laughs> too many. Dave? It's something I'll probably change my mind about tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, there were a lot of spotty years. And uh, towards the, we saw the, the trend, uh, I think from like 85 on, packed with the hits. Like there's like over 25 hits for each year. So I thought there was a lot of variety in the in the, the later half. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked '82 because I thought there was less hits and it was more hit or miss. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I I did I went a similar route as you. Uh-huh. My criteria was even if there are songs in this year that I like, mm-hmm. what year would I if I never was allowed to listen to any of these songs again? Yeah. Would the percentage of ones that I would miss be there? Um, and so I picked 1981. 81. Okay. That's kind of fair. I, I thought 81 was kind of strong. There are strong, there are strong, but I think, and 82 was actually my next least. I, cause uh-huh. I, I personally ranked all 10 and 82 was my next one. So, uh-huh. But there are more songs I liked on 82 than 81. So cool. there we go. All right. We didn't do drum roll. So uh, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Redo right. it. No. Um, Redo it. Till it's all right. Fucking are you guys right. uh, ready to move on to a ranking? I think we are. No, we have to do our favorite year. 
I was gonna. I thought we were gonna end the show by saying what our favorite year was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's a big ranking. We. I think we need music on. We totally do. Uh, I think Sailor V should come on. Say <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll play that as we. All right. <laughs> I think Say Um This is the best song. <laughs> um, all right. Okay, so we should go down the list of what we did say yeah. was the top songs. So, again, yeah. we, we figured out the consensus number ones based on our rankings and our guest rankings sometimes. So, Rose and Zach's um, right. in- input affected this mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so, from 19. 19- Oh, I almost just read my rankings in a row. I didn't want to give it away yet. Um, 1980 is Christopher Cross with Sailing. Mm-hmm. 1981. Great song. 1981, Hall and Oates with Kiss on My List. Oh, that's pretty good. 1982, Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warren's Up Where We Belong. 1983, Toto, Africa. 1984, Prince, When Doves Cry. 1985, Foreigner, I Want to Know What Love Is. 1986, Madonna, Live to Tell. 1987, Madonna, Open Your Heart. 1988, Gloria Estefan, Anything for You. And 1989, Madonna, Like a Prayer. I truly thought you were going from memory because you weren't looking at your notebook, but I realized <laughs> you were looking at your computer. Okay. Would have been amazing. I was going to, but then I, I realized I was going to read right. my rankings and give it away. Give so it away those now. were our consensus number one, best number one song of each year. And we individually uh, ranked them all. And we're going to do our infamous point system to determine what was the best song of yes, the decade. Yes, I have it written down with the points next. So when you read your list, I want to go... We're away. not going to do the full list. We're going to go 10, 10, 10, 9, 9, 9. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like and remember to say your name so it's clear yeah. what you think. Okay. Or for the listeners. Or and Nick. for everybody here. Okay, okay so yeah. the way I have it written down, it just randomly is Dave, Brandon, Dan. Okay. okay so... Please okay. give me your least favorite. Hi, Dave here. I won, I guess, the... Uh, was this like a... No, I was just writing as we were talking. Okay, okay. Just, All right. just random. So I'm the best. So that's probably what I'm number one. <laughs> uh, it wasn't random. It was I'm th- totally the best. So number 10, my least favorite song of the best, Kiss on My List. Okay. And Dan, you can... How about a kiss on my ass? Because I don't care what you think about that. <laughs> I mean, you know, some people have opinions, some people have wrong opinions. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, my least favorite on the top ten list is "Open Your Heart." <gasps> Damn. Damn. That's straight up disrespectful. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, okay, number ten on Danny Stormy Daniels' list is a song I didn't put in my consensus for this year at all, and I don't understand your guys' obsession with it. It's "Up Where We Belong." By Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warrens. Number 10 on Danny's list. I don't know if you can call this an, an obsession. 1982. It's a good song, though. I don't, I don't understand why it won that year. There's better songs okay. than that. All right. Number Come your down. ninth least favorite. Or your ninth favorite. Sorry. So, <laughs> hey, I'm David. Uh, my ninth least favorite is a song I'm so obsessed about, Up Where We Belong, by Joe Cocker and Jennifer Cock. no no i'm kidding her name is warness um my number nine is also up where we belong okay so it's a consensus worst i think yeah well we'll see what happens we'll see how it shakes out no i think it's gonna be that because number nine on danny's list (laughs) stormy daniels it's my new character i'm doing um from 1984 when doves cry by prince (gasps) <laughs> okay. Favorite. I keep, I think I feel like I keep saying least favorite. Yeah, I know. Favorite. Okay, number eight. Dave. Number Dave. eight. 
favorite. Eighth favorite. I still love the song. Best. It's the best, but it's the eighth best from 1983 in Africa. Okay. Wow. Dave, you, you and I are. Toto. It, Toto. You, so far, aside from the first one, we're in sync because eight is also Africa for me. Is this song a repeat, by the way? It should yes. be. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number eight on Danny's list. I think, feel like Brandon's going to disagree with me hard on this one. Eighth favorite, Anything For You, Gloria Stefan. 1988. Okay. Seventh least favorite. It's not what, no. Seventh favorite. Seventh least favorite of, of my favorite favorites. favorites. <laughs> um, is, and I'm Dave, uh, Open Your Heart by Madonna. My Donna, your Donna, everybody's Donna, Madonna. Okay, my number seven is I want to know what love is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we got a problem. <laughs> okay, Danny, checking in. Number this the, no, yeah, this, this is the other Celebi that's better. I don't know why it didn't repeat. <laughs> Son of a bitch, Brandon. Seventh favorite on Danny's list, 1983, Africa by Toto. Number six. Number six for me. Uh, hi, I'm Dave. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Love this artist, but there's some songs I like a little bit more. Anything for You by Gloria Estefan from 1988. Okay. Um, for me, it is Sailing. Um. Number six. That was Brandon, by the way. He didn't Brandon. say his name. <laughs> didn't say his name. It doesn't count. Um, number six on Danny's list is "Open Your Heart" by Madonna, 1987. Okay. Okay. We're gonna go right along to number five. Dave, you speaking? Um, I'm gonna say "Sailing" by Christopher Cross. Really good song. Really good song. Um, for me, Brandon Thomas Tuzio. It is Kiss on My List. This is number five, right? Yes. Number five on Danny's list from 1981. Also, Kiss on My List by Hall Notes. Okay. Most overrated song, in my opinion. Number four. <laughs> no judgments, please. In my opinion, Davey's opinion. Four. I want to know what love is. Okay. Uh, my number four is Anything for You. All right. Slowly but surely becoming more obvious what's going to happen here. Yes. Uh, number four on Danny's list. Stormy, <laughs> Stormy Daniel. Live to Tell. Madonna. Oh, wow. Number Shocking. four. That's a, that's a cut. I know. That's a cut. 1986. I, I know. This is where it gets really tough. Oof. I wasn't happy with myself. I felt but that one. I, needed, oh. I, I, needed to, I know. All right. All right. So <laughs> is it number three now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Number three. Uh, when Doves Cry. Uh, Dave? By Dave. Damn. Dave, guess yeah. what? When, when Doves cry. cry. Wow. God, you guys, I mean, I love that song. You guys love it way more than I do. Yeah, it's an g- amazing song. Number three for you. Number three on Danny's list. Danny, 1985. I want to know what love is. Foreigner. Top, top song. Okay, number well, two. No, it's not. It's the not. top song. Yeah. One of them. Jeez. These are all one of them. Okay. Number two of them. Number two. All right. This was tricky for me. Yeah, me too. Oh, oh I'm so excited because clearly you and I 
are the same. But yeah. Why don't we give Dan? We'll, we'll I want see. Dan to go first. Yeah, yeah, Dan, you go. First. You want me to go first? Yeah, number two. Because I already said live to tell. Yeah, so I know you're obviously got this whole question wrong. Number two for me, sailing, 1980. Amazing, Christopher Cross. Yeah, really great song. Okay, you know what? Since you and I both at the same one and two. Well, Danny, go one, two. Yeah. All right, let's do, do your first. Right. Well, now we know what it is. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah so, we. All right, so number one on Danny's list. Brady, you have everything prepared? You're good? Okay, it's 1989. <laughs> Come on, let's not kid ourselves. It's like a prayer by Madonna. Okay, so, Dan, Dave, on, on three, let's say our number one song. Okay. Okay? Yeah. One, one two, two, three... Like to a tell. Prayer. Oh no! Oh, I thought I thought for sure we were gonna nail it. I thought for sure we were gonna nail it. We didn't nail it. You know what? So hold on, hold on. Just to recap, I want to say something real quick. Go ahead. That's my bullshit number one. It is written down here, "Live to Tell," but I was only holding on to that because back in True Blue, I said it was the best song it. of the '80s. Yeah. And now that I know that, that it won't be the best song of the '80s. Well, we don't know that yet. No, we we do. Oh, we know we, it. Oh, we do. Okay. So, all right. Truly, I know "Like a Prayer" is the better song. You can rank it however you want. No, I actually think this is right. Okay. So, I want to correct something I uh, did wrong. Okay. Okay. So we'll, "Like a Prayer," so make we'll, it number one. With we'll a tell, it is a little bit inferior, but it's still a brilliant song. Yes. I honestly like "I Want to Know What Love Is" in sailing better than "Live to Tell." That's fair. <laughs> I really. Do. It was tough for me. I, those two songs just do something for me. We've given Live to Tell <laughs> enough love, I think. Yeah. And it's still high it's as hell. It's still, yeah. it's still incredible. I love that song. It's the number two song, I believe. Uh, but it's not Like a oh, Prayer. The 80s. It's not what Like a Prayer is. Like a no. Prayer is something else. It's it really another, is its own it's, thing. Uh, it's on another planet, that song. Might be the best song of, the, of all time. <laughs> In production. I'll, I'll take an argument yeah. that it is. So sure, that's fine. Okay. Do we want to establish? By the way, I want to say something real quick. No, keep going. Keep yeah. going. On this list, I don't see no Michael. Right. Both of them, George or I was, we Jackson. Didn't do that. Well, the thing is, there's better songs than his number one songs. That's, that's that true. There are. Well, like, also, too, that's what happens with the consensus system. Like, yeah. I have a lot of songs that I ranked in my favorites of the years that would beat a lot of these songs. For sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. For some, yeah, for some of them, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to that, point that out. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest, on this list, I'll, like in terms of just thinking about Michael songs... That didn't hit number one. I probably like Human Nature more than all of these songs. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I like Human Nature more than all of these. Um, I'm saying maybe we're not the Jackson Family Podcast. <laughs> maybe we're the Shikoni Family Podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure. Um, do you want to talk about? I'm do. I'm almost done. Do you? Are you want to talk about any other songs? Uh, Dan, did you think of any songs? I I forgot to do that actually. Well, what are we talking about? Don't um, worry about songs it, Dan. that hit that hit number one, but didn't hit our consensus number one. That you liked more than the consensus number one. Oh, uh, I don't have it prepared, but I mean, like I definitely think "Like a Prayer" is the best one. We all said that. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with "Live to Tell." Uh, when does cry hard to beat it? I you I want to like know that more than I do. I. Uh, I like it, but... Uh, I know, yeah. I know. It's not my favorite Prince song by any means, too, but I think it's a brilliant song. I Want to Know What Love Is was my personal favorite. Sailing was my personal favorite. Yeah. Anything for you, I, I'm Dave, pretty you, sure it was my personal I favorite. I thought you specifically were going to rank those a little higher, those two. Sailing and I Want to Know What Love Is. We were both on the same page with those, for sure. I 
think everything I'm looking at the list right now, everything that hit was there a consensus was actually my number one pick. So I might be the most winningest of the three of us. Okay. Yeah, probably. Because this is a top five alone. Roll my number one pick of that year. The, the one year I think we kind of screwed up personally. I think we screwed up eighty two. Well, we didn't also do it. We didn't really do it though. That's right. Yeah, because it was yeah like eighty two. I really would specifically I would like to to explore again because Upper We Belong is good, but. I can't go for that as a better song. Yeah, I, th- I can't go for that. I yeah. personally, I th- looking and back at it, it would have won. It would have won. I can't go so. for that. Should have won. So I think there's I, like, a bit I of picked, an asterisk. I picked Chariots of Fire for whatever reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. Like, yeah. That one's a little bit. The first three years are a little bit wonky. Yeah, first three years are, are definitely wonky. They're worth re- re-examining. I think. Because um, would you put Kiss on my list as your number one song? What year? Eighty-one. Yeah. I, I did. Oh, is it your number one song? Yeah. Did I? I think I did. No, you no. put nine to five. Oh, but that we didn't do that yeah. properly. But but uh, truly, yeah. would you do Kiss on My List? Maybe. What year was it? Eighty-one. Um, was that your worst year? That was your worst year, right, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. Kiss on My List is definitely. Yeah, I would say I would say that I would say that physical or Arthur's theme. But yeah. Oh yeah, Arthur's theme also awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't because I would definitely not put in my top three even. Um, although yeah. I like it, I just think I like. <laughs> Half the list more. I have Morning Train more. I like mm-hmm. Betty Davis Eyes more. I like uh, uh, the, the Celebration, The mm-hmm. Tide is High, 9 to 5, also, Rapture. Also 84. Just like starting over by I Lennon. was off from you guys in 84 big time. Like I was more into Out of Touch, Hall Notes. I was more into Owner of a Lonely Heart mm-hmm. and Caribbean Queen. I, I, you guys are making fun of me, I think, in the episode. I really enjoyed <laughs> Caribbean Queen. You're like we. I had three completely different songs than all six of your guys' picks for 84. Really? Yeah. 84, you guys went When Doves Cry, The Reflex, Against All Odds, Time After Time, What's Love Got to Do With It. I didn't pick those, uh-huh. but I love those. No, 84 is a really good year, actually. Yeah, Brandon loved the reflex, I remember. I, 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 tr- I actually think 84 so, yeah. is the strongest year of, of them all, but um, it's not my personal favorite. Okay. I oh, I just, just kind of gave it away. I just, I'm sorry, but uh, I forgot we didn't do that. Yeah, we're, but we're, anyway, we're, we're 84 as soon as Brandon finishes a really strong year. calculations. How close are we, Brandon? I'm, 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 I'm like just about done. I, okay. The only things I wanted to say, I was looking at some of my, like, my rankings and hmm. songs that would probably be in my top 10 if... You know, like like Sledgehammer would. Oh yeah, be I love Sledgehammer too. Um, Maniac at this point, holding back the years. Like there are a lot of songs that I just love, but it was yeah. We, yeah, eighty six. I think we had the most disparity. We also had a top five. We also that did year. top five. Yeah, which yeah. Um, it was a very strong year. Well, eighty six. You and I. I'm sorry, eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah, yeah. But um, eighty six was with Zach. Yeah, that's the one where you and I had the same top five, but in a different order. Mm-hmm. Which one won best of that year? Live to tell. Yeah. Oh yeah, love to tell. I do think it's the best song, but yeah. '87. But we were, all, I think. we were also big on holding back the years. Yeah, we yeah. Were, all three of us were big on that one. Yeah. Zach was not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Zach was more into. He was big into Sledgehammer. Um, he was big on Higher Love with me, but you guys weren't as big on Higher Love. I don't think. Um, no. no, we, we actually had pretty similar picks though that year. We did. Yeah. yeah, yeah very similar. similar. Like, that, well, yeah. We all had the same stuff except you had one different one. Yeah, you had higher love. Me and Brandon had the same exact picks, I, th- I believe. Yeah, same picks, different order. order. Right. Yeah, I'm looking um, at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are you guys ready? ready for this? I'm yeah, so ready ahead, for this. Do, do some drum roll rolls, I think. Yeah, I think we need drum roll for the ten, whole thing. Ten drum rolls. <laughs> um, all right, so based on our our ranking system our amazing ranking system point system um 
<laughs> number 10. I'm not going to pause it every time. I'm just going to let the drum yeah. roll go until the very end. That's fine. Number, uh, okay, number 10 with five points, up where we belong. Okay. Tied. <laughs> Tied for position eight and nine. Wow. With 10 points each. <laughs> Open your heart in Africa. Oh, wow. interesting. Okay, that's fine. Number seven. With 13 points. Kiss on my list. Okay. Fair. Number six. With 15 points. Anything for you. Number five. I'm so nervous. With 18 points. When doves cry. Wow. Number four. With okay. 19 points. Sailing. I want to know what love is. Number four. Okay. Wow. Number three with 20 points. Sailing. Failing. So 18, 19, and 20 for five, four, and three. With, okay. With 25 Very points. Very close. With 25 <laughs> points coming to number two. Live to tell. Wow. And coming in at number one. We got to play it. With 30 points. We got to play it. We got to play it. If, if you are a producer that Shut can the work, fuck up! All right. Like a prayer. <laughs> the was still going on. Listen, if you're a producer and you're willing to work for free, we, 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 we need somebody to help us with us. We can't just do this ourselves. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy this one. We all knew those kind of. The way we talked about it in the 89. 89? 88. 89. In the 89 episode, we kind of knew this was going to happen. But also, like, think about this. It took. 10 years to get to this yeah. 80s masterpiece. So does that kind of, does that say we like more of the 90s sound? I don't think so, because no. I think this is very reflective this is, of 80s. Yeah. This is reflect, right. But it's like 80s perfected. Yes. Yeah. It's the quintessential perfected yeah. 80s track. And I think that kind of gives away that Madonna is the top artist of the, of the decade. Yeah. yeah. At least on this show. Three yeah. songs in the, in the top 10. Yeah, I, I would, the, I'll accept that. Of number one artists, yes. Of the number one songs... On this show in the in the decade, yeah, Madonna wins. Yeah, she does. Uh, you know, Michael's great, but he has other songs that are better. I, I mean, but also I think part of the Michael thing with us is that we've spent so much time in our lives listening to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's it's for me personally, like I love I love Man in the Mirror, I love Billie Jean, but I yeah. just. I, I can't get excited about them. Like no, no, I, I agree. I, I don't get excited. Yeah, I don't. Not, not the same way I used to. Definitely Just spend not. Yeah. So yeah. much time with those songs, so it's you know time for something new. Yeah, Madonna. I get pumped. Um, the Janet number ones I really like too. Yeah. Whit- yeah. Whitney. Um, yeah. Phil. Phil yeah. is so Phil is great. Yeah. Yeah. Phil, yeah. So I think it's time to wrap up. We're going to say our favorite years. Yes. Yep. Make our case for our favorite year. Do we have an order we want to go in? Um. Let's do the same as we just did. So, Dave. All right. So, especially because you kind of tipped your hand. So, I, yeah, I, I think from a technical uh, point of view, 84 had the most, the strongest songs. Probably the 80th sounding year in my mind. I would agree with that. Um, right dab in the middle. Uh, but the, the trouble with that is like I knew every single song had a little less fun reviewing that year just because I knew all the songs so well. Right. Um, so song, so year that, okay. So year, that's not your actual pick. It's not. Okay. So I, just want, I just want to say that. Before you then, okay. be, for similar reasons is why I put it as my third 
least favorite year. Okay. Because it was just too familiar. I couldn't get excited. Interesting. Similar thing. Interesting. So now that I said 84, there's two other years I have to talk about. So for I don't know I don't know where really to really go because there's one year I picked for fun, and there's one year I picked for the least garbage in it. Right. Okay. And they're on both sides of the decade. Wow. I think 80 has every song is good as hell, mm-hmm. and it has the less garbage in it because there's less songs right. in there. Okay. Right. It has like the exact opposite. Um, issue that 82 had for me where it was like there's less songs but more garbage Mm -hmm. 80 almost a perfect year yeah 89 though i had the most fun we talked about this on on the on a show yeah i just discovered so many songs i didn't know there was a lot of songs i didn't like on that year yeah but um i had fun just i had fun reviewing it yeah um so for me being said 89 has got to be the one for me okay Oh my god! 89, it has to we be. We went polar opposite. I know. It's my least favorite year because there's so much shit. Now, do I, I think it's the actual That's best I, year? I will say 80, but I think for me, f- okay. most fun, my favorite is 89. Undeniable that 89 was so fun to go so through because I didn't know. There's so many of those songs I didn't know. Yes, but I didn't love a lot of it. I there's a lot I, of it I didn't love. Like, like if I if I'm like 10 look, songs in there, I'm like really not that into. Here's it. the thing though: when I look back at us doing this like 80s podcast, I'm gonna think about 89 the most because I had the most. I truly had the most fun, and it kind of like got me like energized and yeah. I just really liked doing also, that year. It may have had the most number one hits too. It had like yeah, it had a lot. It had so many, so there was a lot to explore. Yeah. But I don't think it's necessarily a good thing, personally. That's fair. I'm looking forward to the '90s where there's less hits. And we yeah. can really examine each of them. Out. Yeah, that's I'm fair. Looking, personally, that's me. But it was definitely fun. Also, we didn't do like an '80, like 1980, full throughout. Right. So maybe if I, we did do that, I would have a different opinion. Yeah, but right, sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Brandon. Um, 1986. Uh, 86 was I. Did, I, it was just easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Sledgehammer and Live to Tell. Just yeah, yeah. It was kinda, a really good year. I kind of went with the thing of what would I be the saddest if I never was allowed to listen That's to fair. any of these yeah. songs? Yeah. West End Girls, Greatest Love of All. Yeah. Uh, holding back the years, Invisible Touch. There's just so much Papa Don't Preach. Mm-hmm. It's, it was '86 for me, easily. Easily. And '89 was my third favorite. What was your second? '85. Oh, interesting. Okay. We're but actually, I, I may... No, yeah, I love 85, but yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Man, so we're really all over the place here. I, I, I'm totally different from you guys. I'm, I'm going to say a year that you guys didn't haven't said yet. That it was my favorite year. Really? It, was, it didn't have too many songs. It was concise. I think it was the closest thing to a perfect year in terms of number one songs. Just because of each song... is Not only is each song a heavy hitter, but each artist is one of the 80s heavy hitters. So okay. Go 1983. Nice. I forget what was even on. So that. let me go. I have it in front of me. Yeah. So 1983, you have, you have the Thriller. That was one of the bigger oh, sells for me. True. It's the Thriller year. True. Okay. It's Billie Jean. You have Come on Eileen. Oh my God. Yeah. You have Beat It. You have Flash Dance. Less Dance. Every Breath You Take. Sweet Dreams. Maniac. Unfortunately, tell her about it. <laughs> uh, total Clips of the Heart. Islands in the Stream. All Night Long. Say Say Say. It was just shit. You're right. That's it's, that's a super strong year. It, it's 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 a superpower of a year. Yeah. And like, now. Less fun exploring it because there's not as many songs. It's mostly yeah. songs I know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I actually love that argument by you because that that may change this for me tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just it was to the point. I guess is the best way I can. Yeah, that's it. a good. It, it's a power year. The only song yeah. that I would say is weak is "Tell Her About It." Yeah. Right. And that's why we was, it was it. such an easy standout for us 
being and worse. I don't even dislike that song nearly as much as you guys. Yeah. In fact, I kind of like that song. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I don't. I don't hate that song. I, so I, the, I. I guess the way that, like I said, I was approaching it is the island. Uh, yeah. Would you island thing? Yeah, that's fair. And so, if I had a list of all these songs, I could, from memory, remember those so well that I wouldn't need to think about like so that's why I like 86 because there's yeah. still discoveries there's still left. discoveries yeah um, yeah and then I wouldn't have to sit through as much trash like 89 not a lot of discovery but there's mm-hmm. some yeah. trash in there um, so th- I think that's why a lot of the early 80s suffered from me because it's just songs that I've heard my yeah. Whole yeah, life yeah 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 in that type of way gotcha yeah that makes sense I, I pretty much kept my pick more to songs that I knew and that are just I'm never gonna get sick of their power that's fair. Their, their power like yeah you know, when you have Come on Eileen and Thriller in the same year, you know, I... I, I don't know why, yeah. but 86, I, I love... Like, the songs you mentioned, like, some of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. But for some reason, there's, like, a malaise about it to me. Like, it's almost like... There's something about that year that... I don't know why. It all kind of, like, blended together. Uh, we I think we said on the show, though, it was, it was kind of a slower year. Like, in terms of, like, tempo it, and, it, like... Yeah, it a lot more ballads. There wasn't and, a lot of fun right. stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was, like, not one of the fun funnest years, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, still, I mean, that was probably high on my list too. Probably eighty three would probably be on high on my list as well. I didn't do, I never did a uh, top ten ranking, but mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. yeah cool. So we didn't. Wow. We didn't agree, but that's okay. I mean, this that's is the better. recap. That's episode. fine. Like, we're yeah. Not- <laughs> we agreed on the best song. I mean, no surprise there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, me and Brandon picked the same worst song, so there's a bit of a consensus there. Oh, the other yeah. thing I did want to just point out, based sorry, uh, the other thing I wanted to point out based on what we just said. For our top ten, Dave, you and I, right there, um, we had five of Songs the same and, rankings. There you go. For the top ten. There you go. Interesting. Cool. All right, All right great. Guys. So I think that's it. I think we're. This is our official exit from the 1980s for a little, at least for a bit. Yeah. We're taking not, the diapers off. We're taking yeah. the diapers off. Yeah. I think uh, we're gonna come to age in the next decade yeah. a little bit more. And uh, looking forward to it. There's yeah. less songs to explore in the 90s. Right. Yes. But which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I think I, we're going to be familiar with a lot. It, it's good, and eventually starts to enter more of hip-hop territory, which yeah, I'm which excited cool. about. Um, that's actually probably more so in the 2000s. Lots of dance stuff. Dance, a lot of dance yeah. clubby stuff and yeah. a lot of but I think gets, R&B as well, It right? gets into the 90s sound pretty quickly. It yeah. does. Yep. It does. Already um, peaked in in 1990 a little bit. The one thing I'll say is like, I, there are probably less discoveries towards the end. Yeah, at least. I think, yes. way, I think there's gonna be way less. Yeah. Um, but maybe we'll do something else. Maybe we'll look at other. Maybe some of the stuff we talked about on the recap, like with all your research of end of year stuff. Maybe yeah. we can go if there are only six or ten songs. Yeah, there, there's a year that has like. Oh, we know, can definitely go into some recap. I think a year that has less than ten. Yeah. So yeah, we can, for sure. We can talk yeah. about some of the other charting ones. And oh, for sure. Within those episodes. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. Uh, Signing off, this is your bored-ass Bill Brand. This is boring-ass Danny. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. It's Dave. (laughs) He tricked you. And this is uh, Bored Bill, Stormy Dan. All right, guys, it's been a fun ride. Thank you for sitting through the decade with us. Yes. We'll see you in the 90s. Clinton! Clinton!